the stone block slid inward, confirming Shallan's deduction. They had opened a building that hadn't been entered or seen for centuries. Renarin stepped back from the hole he'd made, giving Shallan a chance to step forward. The air from inside smelled stale, musty. Renarin dismissed his blade, and oddly, as he did so, he let out a relieved sigh and relaxed against the outer wall of the building. Shallan moved to enter, but the bridgeman slipped in front of her to check the building's safety first, raising sapphire lanterns. The light revealed majesty. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 84 and 85. Y'all, 84 is going to be a mostly live read uh, chapter. So if you have picked the wrong episode here, do not get um, spoiled. You want to go back and make sure that you have um, led up to this moment, not just jumped right in. If you don't care, you can do that too. Um, the um, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, I had COVID uh, last week. And so during this recording process, you could probably hear I sound a little different. Um, the intro, the spoiler warning. Morning, and then my uh, coverage with Jack at the very beginning of the POV and most likely the um, the live read as well will sound a little different um, because of our recording schedule. I had to kind of just power through and record anyways. So I'm a little stuffed up. I hopefully sound like um, Phoebe on Friends when she's just sick and she's doing Smelly Cat. I'm hoping that I'm bringing some like, uh, like a sick sexiness to it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Um, enjoy the episode, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he and I are like two storms about to crash into each other to make something new. It's Jack. What's up, man? One, 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 eight, two, five, one, oh, no. zero. Jack's become a robot. One, one. One, two, seven, B, six, stairs, cat, dog. I was wondering if you were going to read the whole thing. If you are going to read the whole thing. I can't read the whole thing. Are you kidding? This is crazy. Um, two storms. Yeah, we are two storms. Um, we are two storms. Uh, you, you've turned me into a storm with this uh, with this particular Sandra Lange because yeah. I am ready. Yeah, you're I ready to go, I want to eh? finish this book. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to. Okay, so you, I asked you to read the POV for... Thursday yes. morning, so that we could record Thursday yeah, afternoon. I know. Just the verse, first POV of this chapter, because the, the rest first, of it, we're yeah. going to do a live read tomorrow. Right. Now, we were supposed to record this four days ago, but I got COVID, and so yeah. I wasn't ready to go. And then right. you're like, been chopping at the bit, like messaging me every day. How are you feeling? Are you feeling better? Do we want to record? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny because even wanting to record to finish the POV doesn't get me any closer to finishing reading the chapter. It's true, it doesn't. Yeah, we're live reading it on on Tuesday. Yeah, we're doing live read on t- um, tomorrow. So, what do you think right. about this uh, epigraph here? This uh, this digits. I I don't know. It must be some kind of cipher. It must be. It must be. And of course, I 
I wouldn't have the foggy. Math is not my strong suit. I, uh, as we all I've know. actually figured out the cipher. And you did. I did. And it and says, it actually is one. It says "fuck you, Jack." That's what it, that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, "stop coming up with wild." It, it says. Yeah, it says Navani is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You can trust Navani is what it says. <laughs> you can trust Navani. Um, I think that um, Tataravangian may have been listening to the Ben Clutch while writing the diagram because oh. you know clutch has that uh one zero 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 one 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 zero one zero one you know that song that they do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe is... he was all like oh I'd... oh you only got seven eight digits in your song check mine out a one 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 eight two five a one zero one one i thought i could maybe read all these numbers but i i really don't know if i could with a with a straight face no i don't think you um, should i i listened to the audible today uh just to kind of uh-huh. hear michael kramer read the numbers and it lasts for like minutes it's really long yeah and, it's and he and 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 he did read it. Yeah, he reads the whole thing, and it's very very long. Wow. Like you almost kind of hear in his voice, like halfway through, like these like, <sighs> you know what I mean? Like these sighs. You know what I mean? Like one zero nine. <sighs> it's really funny. <laughs> I could try to I, I could try to speed read it, but um, no, I think I think we okay. I think it's good. Okay, so aside from that, we 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 get into um, a POV with with Shalon. The stone block slid inward, confirming Shallan's deduction. Yeah. Renarin stepped back from the hole that he had made, giving Shallan a chance to step forward. The air from inside this, this area smelled stale and musty. Renarin dismisses his blade, and oddly, as he did so, he let out a relieved sigh and relaxed against the outer wall of the, of the building. What do you think that's about? I mean, oddly. Oddly. A the word odd sigh. is right in there, bro. Hmm. There's another, there's another little, there's another moment Sorry. that I'm going to point out a little later with Renarn mm-hmm. in, in this POV. Same, yeah. in this POV with the same kind of reaction and we'll, I'll, it, it well, correlates. Is, is, is he relieved because there's no, um, foe or opponent on the other side of this wall? He dismissed he his blade, and oddly, as he did so, he relieved, he let out a relieved sigh when he dismisses so he his blade. he doesn't necessarily want to be attuned to this blade? Like, mm. he doesn't really, Maybe. is that it? Let's, 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 let's go over this again a little later when we get a little more, uh, another clue here. Shalon moves in to enter. But the bridgeman slipped in front of her to check the building's safety first, raising sapphire lanterns. That's one of my highlights. Me too, dude. It's so great. It's Shallan wanting to go and the bridgeman saying, no. Yeah, we're, this is what we do. This is what we're we're here for. We are going first. You are not, I know, it's one of my little highlights. The light revealed majesty. Shallan's breath caught in her throat. A space worthy of a palace or a temple, a mosaic mural covering the walls and floors with majestic images and dazzling colors. Knights in armor stood before swirling skies of red and blue. People from all walks of life were depicted in all manner of settings, each crafting or each crafted from vivid colors of every kind of stone, a masterwork that brought the whole world into one room. It's cool, right? Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's really cool. They haven't just it. discovered like, you know, something important. They've discovered something like gorgeous too. Like this is like, well, this, I think that like this again, this is unite them. Right. I see what you're this saying. This is here. unite them. This I is mean, an example like she, of what the whole world together as one could look like. And what I love about it is that it's, it's depicted in, I would argue, you know, Shalon's, you know, first language. Right. Art. Which is art. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's really cool. I like that. Um, so she, so she's entering this place. I, again, I couldn't, I, I want to see this so badly mm-hmm. in terms of a production of some kind animation, please. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'll take whatever. Yeah. Um, more artwork, please. Um, so she enters this circular chamber, silently counting the divisions on the floor, on the floor mural. There were 10 main ones, just as there had been 10 orders of knights, 10 kingdoms, 10 peoples. And then between the segments representing the first and 10th kingdoms was a narrower 11th section. And it depicted a tall tower which she was thinking is Urethiru. Mm-hmm. Such beauty. It was breathtaking. But there wasn't time to admire this right now. She notices in the mosaic, floor mosaic, that the swords of each of the knights were pointed toward the same area of the wall. So she, she, uh, she walks over there to investigate. Mm-hmm. Everything in here seemed perfectly preserved, even the lamps on the walls, which appeared to still hold done gemstones so this place has been blasted for a, a long time with you know high storms and creme just like layers and layers right, of and creme, creme and yet everything remains perfectly preserved yeah it's like opening up so, uh it's like opening up an old capsule. tomb yeah it's like opening finding yeah. like you know an old egyptian tomb or something it's it's crazy yeah it's it's, it's <laughs> uh, well we'll get to it in a, in a couple of minutes but i do want to mention that this could potentially be one of Whoa. the biggest scholarly discoveries ever like in the, this common era like finding a place I mean, just like g- this this old like a dawn city perfectly preserved like this it's pretty cool um i was just thinking that this is a a really interesting example of time's illusion yeah there you because, go. Because it's, uh, you know, you, you expect it to be old or to be... Worn um, out and... Yeah, but then when you, when you look into it, it's perfectly preserved, almost as if this was a creation of... Like yesterday. You know, yeah. Yeah. Time's illusion. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Um, such beauty, breathtaking, the swords, everything here seemed perfectly preserved. On the wall, she found a metal disc set into the stone, which I believe personally was the first CD. (laughs) I think this... (laughs) What was your first CD that you ever owned? Uh, Pearl Jam Versus. Really? That was the first compact disc you ever bought? Yeah. I bought uh, Pearl Jam um, 10 on cassette. And then I was able to get a CD player. So on their second record, which came out like, I think two years after 10. Very shortly short. after actually. Yeah. Yeah, like. yeah. They were in the studio and mm-hmm. recording. So when Versus came out, I bought that and I was pretty, pretty excited. That's cool. To have, to, to have a first, to have a CD. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it's like a, one of yeah. the original prints and stuff too is really neat. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, my first sure. compact, compact disc I ever owned was my Uncle Craig gave me the double CD Best of the Doors. Oh, wow. You know, with the uh, the iconic, yeah. like, Jim Morrison across with the necklace, like, with his yeah. arms stretched out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I Very went over cool. to his house one day, and I was like, oh, you ha- you like the doors? And I had just listened I to them a- for the first time, like, maybe a month before from a friend of mine. He had made me listen to Touch Me, but on uh, on vinyl. I have I have that poster, a six foot poster of that of that Jim Morrison, that uh, uh, iconic in, in my in my in my garage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the first CD ever <laughs> set into stone, and they found it in in this uh, in Storm Seed. In this storm, in Storm Seed, was this steel? It hadn't rusted or even tarnished, despite its long abandonment. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. A metal that is that's not that's not uh, tarnishing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming. Renarin announces to everyone. Now I think he's uh, thinking about the storms. His voice was quiet, echoing across the dome chamber. The boy was dis- was disturbing. Thinks Shalon, particularly when he. When accompanied by a howling storm and the sound of rain pelting outside. Brightness in Adara and several other scholars had arrived and they gasped and they rushed in to examine the mural. Shalon studied the strange disc set into the wall, a ten pointed star and a thin slot directly in the center. Mm-hmm. The radiance could operate this place, she thought. And what did the radiance have? that nobody else did. Many things, but the shape of that slot gave her a pretty good guess why only they could make the oath gate work. Renarin, get over here, says Shalon. What do you think about this? So I didn't really, I didn't pick up on this um, initially. I should have, but I didn't. Um, the boy chomped, sorry, chomped, clomped in her direction. Shalon patterned said warmingly, time is very short. They have summoned the Everstorm, and there's something else coming from the other direction. A high storm? It's the weeping, Shalon said. Mm-hmm. There's no high storms, but one is coming anyway, Shalon. And they're going to hit together. Two storms coming, one from each direction. They will crash into one another right here. I don't suppose they'll just, you know, cancel each other out. Pattern says they will feed one another. It will be like two waves hitting with their peaks coinciding. It will create a storm like none the world has ever seen. Stone will shatter. Plateaus themselves might collapse. It's going to be bad. Very, very bad. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> so It's not good no. at all. So what I was wondering is with this high storm coming... And the the conflicting storms was this something that that the Parshendi had anticipated? Yeah, I don't know. It didn't seem like were they so counting in the on interludes, this? right? When we read Eshenai and Venli, they talked about creating a storm with their power right. to be yes. able to destroy the Alethi on the plateaus. Not that their storm would crash into another one and create something new. That's something. This this is not what I don't think they signed up for either. 
Uh, there is a little something that so it, this so so is there is there an agency then trying to counter the creation of their storm? Is that what's happening? We don't here? really know right now. We have no idea why there would be that there should not be a high storm, a regular high storm. Right. It's the weeping. It's never happened. So and and Kaladin is out. And the storm father has been rather cryptic. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're just gonna have to figure it out later. I think when we read unless, more unless chapters, unless Sil's involved, unless Sil's involved somehow, maybe, maybe, maybe she's saving. Uh, she's gonna decide to just create a whole new, uh, whole new <laughs> storm. There is a, there is a, a moment here I don't where know. he says, "Where is it here?" Um, Renarn? No, uh, pattern says it will create a storm like oh. none the world has seen. Stone will shatter. Plateaus themselves might collapse. Stone will shatter made me think of the Teravangian diagram uh, epigraph from last chapter, Time's Illusion, when he said the yeah. ancient stones will finally begin to crack. Remember we we read that just uh, the ancient stone, right? Yeah, yeah. I so remember that when I heard when I read that the stone will yeah. will, will 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 shatter, I thought, oh, and like. I don't know. I just, it made me think of this like little prediction that, uh, that, uh, Teravangian had written that ancient stones will, will, right. will shatter or will crack. Okay. This is going to be very, very bad. Shalon looks to Inadara. Thoughts? I don't know what to think, Brightness, says Inadara. You were right about this place. I no longer trust myself to judge what is correct and what is false. I like this from Inadara. Mm -hmm. This is... She's not, she's admitting her ignorance, right. her limitations. Mm -hmm. I really like it so when people do that. This is that. where I kind of <laughs> wanted to talk about this discovery that they, they've made. Mm -hmm. Like Inadara was there as, you know, like a senior scholar to help figure some of this stuff out, but probably, but you know, from the last chapters we've read, yeah. she's been very like skeptical about the whole thing. Yes. And now she comes yes. into this room and sees this well-preserved <laughs> Dawn City and is all like, fuck, I don't right. even know what to think anymore. Like everything I knew about scholarship is out the window now because we've literally discovered something that's trapped in time, like time's illusion, like you're saying, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, this could be one of the biggest discoveries ever, even if they don't find the path to Urethiru and all they were able to discover right. is this one room, let's say. It's still a, yeah. It's still and, a huge And it also discovery. defies... Well, yeah, and why was this place not affected? Right. When the rest of the planes are shattered and broken and the chasms and... Mm-hmm. Like, it's just awesome. <laughs> um, Shalon says, we need to move the armies to this plateau. Even if they defeat the Parshendi, they're doomed unless we can make this portal work. Mm-hmm. Inadara says, it doesn't look like a portal at all. What will it do? Open a doorway? In the wall? I don't know, says Shalon. Summon your shard blade. Renarin did so wincing as it appeared. I, I, I don't know what this is with, with Renarin. I don't know. So this, he the, there wants it is. to be a part of... He wants to be a part of this. You know, like he, he's... He's not afraid of a fight. Mm -hmm. So it's not... It's not pacifism. Like he, he's not afraid of standing up for what's, what's right. And he's not afraid of, of fighting. So what is it about the shard blade? Well, let, now, let, me, again, let me just read these two things again so, to you. Okay. Just quickly. Renarn dismissed his blade and oddly, as he did so, he let out a relieved sigh. 
Um, I don't know, right. Shalon said, looking to Renarin, summon your shard blade. He did so, wincing as it appeared. So he's right. just not comfortable. Okay, so here's, so I think I mentioned to, uh, th this to you before, Syl is not comfortable with shard blades either. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. She doesn't like them. She doesn't right. want, she doesn't want Kaladin to touch them and to hold them. Well, she might not want anyone to touch them. Right. So, so here's a theory. So, so Syl is dead, apparently, which I don't quite accept yet. But if Renarin is honorable and he has, he has so shown that, mm -hmm. then why wouldn't he be attracting a Spren similar to Syl? And if he has, and he's kept it quiet, or if we as the readers don't know that, then maybe he is experiencing that very same hesitation from his Spren. And maybe he feels maybe more empathetic with his spren mm -hmm. so that's why he's wincing like he doesn't want to do it but he's you know he's in this moment with shallan of discovery this and is so this is obviously if your theory about um this is a recent theory that he literally <coughs> did last last episode that mm -hmm. renarin has been like a secret night radiant maybe in the background um this yeah. whole time right yeah, this I is what you said i remember before. speaking to you about yeah, that yeah yeah, so, yeah. um it I mean, I'm not saying it's not right. It, it's, it all sort of makes sense. There's, there's a little couple of little things about Renarin that aren't definitely not making sense right now, for sure. Right. Um, but there's definitely something up with him and holding his shard, shard blade. Cause he's visibly wincing when he has to summon it. So there's some, there is something, I will leave it at that, that there is something going on with, with Renarin that we don't know yet. Renarin's not a spren. No. He's just a no. boy. He's just a sweet okay. little boy. He's a sweet little... Okay. Um, Shallan points at the slot like a keyhole in the wall, acting on a hunch. See if you can scratch that metal with your blade, but be very careful. We don't want to ruin the oath gate in case I'm wrong. Renarin steps up and carefully uses his hand to pinch the weapon from above, place the tip of the blade on the metal around the keyhole. He grunted as the blade wouldn't cut. He tried a little harder, and the metal resisted the blade. And remember, the shard blades are able to cut through they anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. Made of the same stuff, Shalon says, growing excited. And that slot is shaped like it might fit a blade. Try sliding the weapon in very slowly. Um. I had a thought here when, it, when, it, when I was reading this for the first time, mm -hmm. and that was, why didn't Shallan summon her own? Very good, uh, very good observation. You know for so sure why... that Shallan doesn't want anyone to know she's got one. Right. Everyone knows know. Renarin has one because everyone knows he's a shard bear. Right. So it makes more sense. So she's just sense. using that. Yeah, it makes more sense for him to use his because everyone knows about his. She's keeping her cards hidden. I get it. It's kind of like that but line that, she but, said to... But I um, did have that thought. Yeah. For sure. It's like the line she said to Dalinar, like, I don't want to go around telling people what I can do because then I can't dupe them. Right? Right. And About, he was like, why, why, why would, would you, you want to dupe them? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with her shard blade. I don't want to tell everyone I have a shard blade because then I can't just, yeah. you know, like, trickly kill them like I did Tin. 
because she had no idea how to shard blade too. Okay, so we're coming to the end of this POV, so I have to be very careful that I don't read anything uh, below. Yes. So hang on a sec. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got my sheet across the text. Okay. He did so. This would be this being Renarin. Mm -hmm. And as the point moved into the hole, the entire shape of the keyhole shifted. The metal flowing to match the shape of Renarin's shard blade. It was working. Did that do anything, Renarin asks? It has to have, Shallan says. They'd unlocked a door, perhaps. But how to turn the equivalent of the doorknob? We need High Lady Navani to help, Shallan says. More importantly, we need to bring everyone here. Go, soldiers, bridgemen. Run and tell Dalinar to gather the armies on this plateau. Tell him that if he doesn't, they're doomed. The rest of you scholars, we're going to put our heads together and figure out how this storming thing works. All right, so that's the end of the POV. So I can't, I gotta be careful here. What do you, uh, first off, I want to ask you what's mostly relevant here. Um, yeah. It didn't work. Renarn was able to put his blade in, and the keyhole formed itself formed to, fit. to it. And we all, we know this is one of the things that Sanderson has told us throughout the, these two books, is that each blade is different. Is it different, has a different right. like wave pattern or it doesn't have any waves or it's right. like got a hook at the end or whatever. So this keyhole melded itself for a Renarin specific blade type so that it could go right. in. Right. So it's, it's less like a key in a keyhole because it only a specific yeah. key, but this one melds for it, but it didn't work. Any, any thoughts on why it might not have worked? Um, because he's not a Knight Radiant. Because there's a quality of Renarin that's not. Maybe he's too honorable. Too honorable. Maybe he, yeah. There's there's some there's some limitation there. I I, I don't know. There, the, obviously, there's a, so there's something. And and Sh Shalana has already said that only a Knight Radiant can uh, open the gate, right? So then, if that's correct, then that would be the the obvious. Uh, there is something else that comes up there. quite often that I'll, that I'll point out. Um, it may or may not be relevant to be, to be honest, I don't really remember if it is, but I'm going to point mm -hmm. it out anyways. Several times people have said stuff like, so that, does that mean I'm a knight radiant? And, right. uh, Gazna would say to Shalon, well, not yet. And that knight's radiance were, um, society establishing orders to surge binding chaos, right? So that knight... Knights ordered radiance were just establishments like the clubs. Do you know what I mean? Um, sure. and like, you know, uh, um, Kaladin even said stuff like, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, you, uh, Tef would say, you're not, you're not yet lad. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that mean I'm a knight radiant? Not yet lad. So, you know what I mean? So, so there's a transformation process. Yeah, there might be, uh, yeah, there might be something like maybe. Maybe they're not fully night radiant, and so maybe they can't make it work because they're not a full, fully night radiant. Or maybe they're, yeah, or maybe they're... Or, How do they become they, or, or the, the, But I think it makes more sense what you're saying is that Renarin tried it, and it didn't work, and that's, there's a, there's something to that, so. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, um, 
Yeah. Maybe we should do a uh, so many questions. Maybe we should do a micro highlight here since we are we're stopping now, and then we're going to do a live read. Doing a a live read highlights might be a little harder next time because you're going to be kind of reading two POVs and just like reacting to everything. So what's what's a little micro highlight here for this POV? Um, the artwork unite them. Mm -hmm. That's cool. These beautiful colors, everyone getting along in this depiction. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's evidence of peace or harmony or you know that's that's got to be a good thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's really you know? cool my, so that the bridge the bridgeman stepping in front of shalom going in that's my uh, micro that's, highlight for this it might actually end up being yeah. uh, i don't know i was gonna say that it might end up being my highlight for the whole chapter but there's some pretty cool oh. stuff coming up so i, I can't say that but um <laughs> yeah could you imagine last year like last book when we're reading away at king's Um, and like know what the bridgemen have gone through the horror the 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 torment the just the hell on earth they had to live and now they're like the first ones to go into a dangerous area like dude they're in the most important parts of this whole story now there's some with shallan there's some with adeline there's some with dalinar you know what i mean like they're these guys have spread out now and are have their hands in all the most important things that are happening in the end of the story you know what's so cool about it is that they were being forced to mm-hmm. to go in first before, and now they choose to. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. That gave, gives me goosebumps, bro. That's it's really crazy. cool. It's yeah, so that's good. awesome. Yeah, that's that's like, you saying that is actually my new highlight. That's <laughs> that's my new highlight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's awesome. Good. You're right because they were forced to be the first ones. They to were go in. forced to. Yeah, they had no choice. Like, I can't even, going back to Bridge Four and Way of Kings, I can't even imagine it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very visual experience, this, mm-hmm. uh, the, this novel series. It's, it's fantastic. I can't wait for the live read tomorrow. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, that's when we'll, uh, we'll pick up next. Super excited. Okay, so we do get a POV change here. Mm-hmm. And it would appear that we're back to Adolin. Mm-hmm. So it's going to begin with... Adolin danced through the storm, trading blows, blows with Eshenai. She was good. Though she didn't use stances, he recognized. She dodged back and forth, feeling him out with her blade, bursting through the storm like a crackling thunderbolt. Uh-huh. Adolin kept after her, sweeping with his shard blade, forcing her away. A duel. He could win a duel. Even in the middle of a storm, even against a monster. This was something he could do. He backed her away across the battlefield, closer to where his armies had crossed the chasm to join this battle. She was difficult to maneuver. He had only met this Eshenai twice, but he felt he knew her through the way she fought. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, like it's a language that he understands. Yeah, exactly. I love that too. <clears throat> he sensed her eagerness for blood. Her eagerness to kill. The thrill. He did not feel it himself, but he sensed it in her. Hmm. hmm. So again, that's, that's a part of Eshenai that I feel has been lost. This, Which part? Uh, well, the need for blood. Oh, That's for sure. not the Eshenai that we met. 
But we, we also know that this is the need for blood and the e eagerness to kill c comes with the thrill. We've just, had right. experience with this before. Right, right. And we've just recently learned really kind of more about what the thrill is and where it comes from when Taravangian mm -hmm. kind of explained to us Nergaul and Moloch and these potential and Moloch, evil Moloch, spren. Yeah. yeah, these unmade that he called them. Um, so... Yeah, so it seems, you know, Adolin went to look for it earlier. Remember when he was slaughtering all the 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 singing storm forms, and he's like, "This is just easy. Like I'm killing them yeah. all so easily. Mm -hmm. I wish I had the thrill to get away this nausea." And he couldn't find the thrill; it and wasn't he, there. It, it wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, it's with his enemy. Um, okay. He not felt it. He sensed it in her. Around him, Parshendi fled or fought in pockets as his men harried them. He passed a Parshendi, forced to the ground by soldiers, being gutted in the rain as he tried to crawl away. Water and blood splashed on the plateau, frantic yells sounding amid the thunder. Thunder. Distant thunder from the west. Adolin glanced in that direction, and nearly lost his concentration. He could see it building, wind and rain, spinning in a gigantic pillar, flashing red. Eshenai swung for him, and Adolin turned back, blocking the blow with his forearm. That section of his plate was getting weak, the cracks leaking stormlight. He stepped into the blow, and swung his own blade, one-handed, into Eshenai's side. He was rewarded with by a grunt. She didn't fold, though. She didn't even step back. She raised her blade and smashed it down against his forearm yet again. The plate there exploded in a flash of light and molten metal. Storms. Adolin was forced to pull the arm back, and released the gauntlet, now too heavy, without the connecting plate to help it, letting it drop off his hand. The wind that blew against his exposed skin was startlingly powerful. It's not looking good. <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so nervous about reading this. I just... It's okay. It's okay. Um, a little more, Adolin thought. Sorry. Startlingly powerful, yeah. A little more, Adolin thought, not backing away despite the lost section of plate. He grabbed his shard blade in two hands, one metal, the other flesh, and battered forward with a series of strikes. He transitioned out of wind stance, no sweeping majesty for him. He needed the frantic fury of flame stance. Not just for the power, but because of what he needed to convey to Eshenai. So more, more of this, um, this language of battle. Yeah, right? I was just, I was just going to say, like the need to convey. He needed to communicate to her, right? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's really changing cool. the way that he's speaking. Eshenai growled, forced backward. Your day has ended, destroyer. She said inside her helm. Today your brutality turns against you. Today 
extinction turns from us to you. A little more. She's like pressed goading her. her, I think, with these He's, little yeah, mores. I know. It's yeah. so cool. I'll, uh, I, uh, it's great. A little more. Adolin pressed her with a burst of swordplay. Then he flagged, presenting her with an opening. And she took it immediately, swinging for his helm, which leaked from an earlier blow. Yes, she was fully caught up in the thrill. That lent her energy and strength, but it drove her to recklessness to ignore her surroundings. Adolin took the hit to the head and stumbled. Eshenai laughed with glee and moved to swing again. Adolin lunged forward and slammed his shoulder and head into her chest. His helm exploded from the force of it, but his gambit succeeded. Eshenai had not noticed how close they were to the chasm. Oh. Is he trying to push her off? What do you think, dude? Well, if you can, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> this is so, I, I don't know. That appears to, I, I think that's what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. His shove threw her over the plateau's edge. He felt Eshenai's <sighs> panic. Heard her shout as she was dropped into the open blackness. Unfortunately, the exploding helm left Adolin momentarily blinded and he stumbled and when he put a foot down it landed only on empty air he lurched and then fell toward the void of the chasm for a, for a timeless moment all he felt was panic and fright a frozen eternity before he realized he wasn't falling his vision cleared and he looked down into the maw before him, rain falling in curtains all around, and then he looked back over his shoulder to where two bridgemen... No way. Dude, I'm <laughs> yes. getting goosebumps. Yeah, dude, me too. Oh my god. Well, first of all, but, like, but just before we, I continue with that, just again with the language, um, where, where was it? With maw. Like the chasm being like a gaping maw, like a monster, yeah. right? I just, again... Yeah, like just, you're going to fall into its that. mouth, be devoured yeah, by it's it. just, I, I love the language. Mm -hmm. To where two bridgemen had grabbed hold of the steel link skirt of his plate and were struggling to hold him back from the brink. Grunting, they clung to the slick metal, holding tight with feet thrust against stones to keep from being pulled off with him. Other soldiers materialized, rushing in to help. Hands grabbed Adolin around the waist and shoulders, and together they hauled him back from the brink of the void to the point that he was able to get his balance again and stumble away from the chasm. Soldiers cheered, and Adolin let out an exhausted laugh. He turned to the bridgemen, Scar and Drahi. I guess, Adolin said. I don't need to wonder if you two can keep up with me or not. This was nothing, Scar said. Yeah, Drahi added. Lifting fat light eyes is easy. You should try a bridge, a bridge sometime. <laughs> you should try a bridge sometime. That's really good. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's really good. That's a great line from Drahi. You should try a bridge sometime. Maybe I will. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. Um, 
Adolin grinned, then wiped water from his face with his exposed hand. See if you can find a chunk of my helm or forearm piece. Regrowing the armor will go faster if we've got a seed. Collect my gauntlet too, if you would. Um, this little lightheartedness here, uh, aren't we forgetting that you've pushed off an enemy into the chasm, but it's not over? I mean, it, is it over? Well, it's not the way I would be just, you know, talking and chatting. I'd be like securing my position, you know, getting away from the edge of the chasm or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. The two nodded. <clears throat> that red lightning in the sky was building. And that spinning column of dark rain was expanding, growing outward. That, that did not seem like a good sign. He needed a better grasp on what was happening in the rest of the army. He jogged across the bridge to the central plateau. Where was his father? What was happening on Aladar's and Royon's fronts? Had Shallan returned from her expedition? Everything seemed chaotic here on the central plateau. The rising winds tore at tents and some of them had collapsed. People ran this way and that. Adolin spotted a figure in a thick cloak, striding purposefully through the rain. That person looked like he knew what he was doing. Adolin caught his arm as he passed. Where's my father? he asked. What orders are you delivering? The hood of the cloak fell down, and the man turned to regard Adolin with eyes that were slightly too large, too rounded, a bald head. Fill me. Loose clothing beneath the cloak. The assassin in white. No way, dude. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Can I text you, dude? And it still counts as like a dude thing? Yeah, you can can text me, dude, right now, and then I'll look at it and I'll go, But normally I would text it. I'd be like, dude. uh, That's insane. That's crazy. In a cloak. Hang on. The hood. A thick cloak. The hood of the cloak fell. They, they they don't describe the cloak. The the cloak. I'm guessing it's not. He's just wearing a regular white, cloak, probably. Say. Yeah, he's probably just wearing yeah, something it, regular to sneak around and you know. So let's talk about this little like POV those... that we just did here. What do you what do you think about all this? Uh, Adolin fighting Eshenai, getting the best of her. Getting the best of her appears to make sense because of Adolin's ability, but it but it's the. You know, it, it's underestimating storm form that I'm still concerned about. Right. Let's say, right? With regards to his ability to be able to effectively combat mm-hmm. someone who's also a good um, martial warrior. I think that uh, Adolin has proven that he's, you know, one of the best when it comes to this kind of fighting, a one on one fight. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he is. He's one of the best. Yeah, and he, um, he, he is the duelist. He yeah, just I, fought potentially the other side's best fighter and bested her only to have now have to fight a completely different kind of creature. This assassin in white thing, him being there, that, that goes to what we were talking about last time. About, right. I was, I was saying that, you know, he could already be here mm-hmm. assessing the situation. Yeah, you wondered He's if on he the was central like plateau. scoping this out. Was where Dalinar, mm-hmm. This was where Dalinar was, was, was giving orders. Right. So he's right there. <laughs> it's yeah. just 
but it's also it also speaks to the you know the chaos of battle as Adolin was describing like people are running here and there it's it's no longer an organized front let's no. say right no so it kind of would make sense that someone like Zeth could slip in it's kind of what he can do right like but but Adolin doesn't have sill Adolin Adolin ha- has uh, his armor which is comp- almost completely destroyed right now not completely. He doesn't have his helm, and then he's got uh, another piece of it broken right now. But uh, and he's got his sword, and he's got his wits. So hopefully that'll be that'll be enough. Oh, I don't I don't like it at all. It's awful. <laughs> I don't like it. We get a point of uh, POV change here. This is the this is the last POV before the end of the library. This is it. Yeah, this is the end <clears throat> of the chapter. This this POV here. Okay, so it starts off with Moash. Moash stepped forward, but did not summon his shard blade. Oh, right. This is the confrontation. This is right. where my prediction is. Do you is... want to like uh, reset ourselves to figure out where we were here? Just real quick. Like maybe you can say it out loud, like where, where we left off. Well, this is the confrontation between the assassins that were intent on killing the king. Mm-hmm. In a desperate and situation, the the king is drunk and bleeding. Cal's bleeding right. out because of his uh, Cal his is leg bleeding wound. in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. I know. He can this barely is... stand on his own. He has a spear. He's using it more as a mm-hmm. as a as a crutch or a cane as opposed to mm-hmm. a weapon. So Moash and, and has... Graves are there in full shards, plate and blade. Correct. And you had assumed at first uh, in the last episode that we recorded, you I said- I thought an assassin in white. You're like, oh, Very wrong. Zeth will probably come. And then, and then I was like, remember yeah. he's like hunting Dalinar. Remember, he's I know. Yeah. ordered not to go near uh, Kaladin. Right. And then you're right. like, maybe it's got to be Zale. Who, who is good enough a fighter that could come and help? And your, right. your tiny it, little prediction guess was Zale. So I just wanted to leave. That's right. I want to make sure that you remembered some of these little points here. I, oh, yes. I, I, I remember. Okay. I, I'm hoping that's and it ends up being true. It would be so amazing if Zale and Kaladin together without shard, without plate, are able to defeat these, these assassins. Right. This, that would be amazing. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Kaladin struck with his spear. So right away, that's even surprising. Mm-hmm. to me he's not trying to talk his way further out of this he struck out with his spear well, I think the, but the it was time for fu- talking is over right but it was futile he'd used what strength he had to merely remain upright his spear glanced off of Moash's helm and the former bridgeman slapped a fist down on the weapon shattering the wood Kaladin lurched to a stop but Moash wasn't done. He stepped forward and slammed an armored fist into Kaladin's gut. Kaladin gasped, folding as things broke inside of him. Ribs snapped like twigs. Before that impossibly strong fist, Kaladin coughed, spraying blood across Moash's armor, then groaned as his friend stepped back, removing his fist. His friend, yeah. Yeah, he says here, Kaladin gasped, folding as things broke inside of him. Yeah. He describes the ribs snapping like twigs, but the first thought I had was maybe his heart too? <laughs> yeah. Maybe his heart broke then too? Well, like I was trying to guess earlier, this was this was supposed to be the time where Moash 
shows his his character right his friends over vengeance and all that yeah yeah to let go of what happened to his family Mm -hmm. kaladin collapsed to the cone sorry to the cone to the cold stone floor everything shaking his eyes felt like they'd pop from his face and he curled around his broken chest trembling storms moash's voice was distant that was a harder blow than i intended you did what you had to, says Graves. Oh, Stormfather, the pain. Now what? asks Moash. We end this. Kill the king with a shard blade. It will still look like the assassin, hopefully. Those blood trails are frustrating. They might make people ask questions. Here, let me cut down these boards so it looks like he came in through the wall like last time yeah because remember that hole in the wall in the palace um, <coughs> right from last time zeth came is r- literally right there they're in they said this last time they're in the same hallway the same spot yeah. yeah cold air and rain yelling very distant he knew that voice sill kaladin whispered blood on his lips sill nothing that was such a tease (laughs) i was like i was ready to get emotional there um i ran until until i couldn't any longer kaladin whispered end of the race life before death this fleet thing keep coming back hey this is fleet yeah yeah it keeps keeps coming back it's so nice I will do it, says Graves. I will bear this burden. It is my right, Moash said. He blinked, eyes resting on the king's unconscious body just beside him, still breathing. I will protect those who cannot protect themselves. Yeah, I hope that advice is going on in in Moash. It made sense now why he'd had to make this choice. Kaladin rolled to his knees. Graves and Moash were arguing. I have to protect him, Kaladin whispers. Why? If I protect, he coughs. If I protect only the people I like, it means that I don't care about doing what is right. If he did that, He only cared about what was convenient for himself. That wasn't protecting. That was selfishness. Straining, agonized, Kaladin raised one foot. The good foot. Coughing blood, he shoved himself upward and stumbled to his feet between Elokar and the assassins. Fingers trembling, he felt felt at his belt and after two tries, got his side knife out. He squeezed out tears of pain and through blurry vision saw the two shardbearers looking at him. Moash slowly raised his faceplate, revealing a stunned expression. Stormfather, Cal, how are you standing? It made sense now. 
That was why he'd come back. It was about Tien. It was about Dalinar. And it was about what was right. But most of all, it was about protecting people. This was the man he wanted to be. I got so much goosebumps right now, bro. Like I'm Dude, just it's like, a, <laughs> I'm out. I'm like I'm I'm trembling just reading these lines. Kaladin moved one foot back, touching his heel to the king, forming a battle stance. Then raised his hand before him, knife out. His hand shook like a roof rattling from thunder, and he met Moash's eyes. Strength before weakness. You will not have him. Finish this, Moash, Graves said. Storms, Moash said. There's no need. Look at him. He can't fight back. Kaladin felt exhausted. At least he'd stood up. It was the end. The journey had come and gone. Shouting, Kaladin heard it now, as if it were closer. He is mine, a feminine voice said. I claim him. He betrayed his oath. He has seen too much, Graves said to Moash. Okay, these voices, okay, like, is this another tease? Like what? Like this? This feminine voice? He is mine. A feminine voice is. I just want. I just want to point out that there are three different types of writing here going on. One right. in italics, one in capitals, and then one in quotations, which is the dialogue going on between characters. Right? Can we talk about this? Or yes, just right now, if you need to, if you need to par parse yeah, it, yeah. Well, I just out. Did, it's it's such a, t a feminine voice. Is still here or not? Is still claiming Kaladin. The, um, is that what's happening there? Who there's only one character right now that we know that talks in capitals. That's the Stormfather. Right. So who you think the feminine voice is is up to you right now, but know that right. there are there seems to be three different things going on here. Someone talking in italics, someone speaking in capitals, and then in quotations, which is the dialogue going on between Graves, Moash, and Kaladin potentially. So is it like a negotiation between the Stormfather and Syl? I don't know. With what? regards to who she can claim? Like, like, you, like you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I know exactly what you mean. With regards to being able to be bonded? Like, it's almost like Syl is, like, could be potentially arguing with the Stormfather and saying, you know, I claim him. Like, this, he has proven himself, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe. Why don't you keep reading and find out? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is how I am when I read. Uh, it's uh, it's a very slow process. I normally stop because I, I, I get too excited and I, I have a sip. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. I'm glad you stopped there. I'm actually really glad that you, you wanted to pick it apart a bit. Okay. This is... Okay. He betrayed his oath. He is mine, a feminine voice. Call. I, I claim him. That's my highlight. I claim him. Yeah, dude. If that's still, I claim him. We'll oh, talk about highlights after. That's going to be my... <laughs> you don't worry about it. Okay, he has seen too much, Graves said to Moash. If he lives this day, he'll betray us. You know my words are true, Moash. Kill him. The knife slipped from Kaladin's fingers, clanging to the ground. He was too weak to hold it. His arm flopped back to his side and he stared down at the knife, dazed. I don't care, 
he will kill you. I'm sorry, Cal, Moash said, stepping forward. I should have made it quick at the start. The words, Kaladin. That was Syl's voice. You have to speak the words. I forbid this. Your will matters not, Syl shouted. In caps. It is her. Right? It is her in caps. And it is in caps. Yeah. You cannot hold me back if he speaks the words. The words, Kaladin, say them. Oh, dude, I can't even see. I told you that she was still around. I'm, I'm getting a little bit, a little bit emotional here. Hey, man, listen. There are literally like thirty people online right now, waiting for you to get emotional. Well, don't you tell can, me that. It's gonna make me even more nervous. No, dude, it's okay. <laughs> this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. And we've all literally been right at this moment with you before. So, oh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Just give me a minute. Yeah, can you can you when you do can you go back and start over from uh, I don't care. I want to. I want you to start over again. I don't know if I can right now. Hang on. I don't care. He will kill you. I'm sorry, Cal. Moash said, stepping forward. I should have made it quick at the start. The words, Kaladin. That was Sill's voice. You have to speak the words. I forbid this. Your will matters not, Syl shouted. You cannot hold me back if he speaks the words. The words, Kaladin, say them. I will protect even those I hate, Kaladin whispered through bloody lips, so long as it is right. A shard blade appeared in Moash's hands, a distant rumbling and thunder. The words are accepted, the Stormfather said reluctantly. Kaladin, Syl's voice, <laughs> stretch forth my, thy hand. She zipped around him, suddenly visible as a ribbon of light. I can't, Kaladin said, drained. Stretch forth thy hand. He reached out a trembling hand. Moash hesitated. Wind blew in the opening in the wall, and Sill's ribbon of light became mist, a form she often took, silver mist, which grew larger, coalesced before Kaladin, extending into his hand. Glowing and brilliant, a shard blade emerged from the mist, vivid blue light shining from swirling patterns along its length. Kaladin gasped a deep breath, as if coming fully awake for the first time. The entire hallway went black as the stormlight in every lamp down the length of the hall winked out. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, dude. For a moment, they stood in darkness, and then Kaladin exploded with light. It erupted from his body, making him shine like a blazing white sun in the darkness. Moash backed away, 
face pale in the white brilliance, throwing up a hand to shade his eyes. Pain evaporated like mist on a hot day. Kaladin's grip firmed upon the glowing shard blade, a weapon beside which those of Graves and Moash looked dull. (laughs) One after another, shutters burst open, up and down the hallway, wind screaming into the corridor. Behind Kaladin, frost crystallized on the ground, growing backward away from him. A glyph formed in the frost, almost in the shape of wings. That's amazing. It's amazing. Graves screamed, falling in his haste to get away. Moash backed up, staring at Kaladin. The knights radiant, Kaladin said softly, have returned. It's too late, Graves shouted. Kaladin frowned and then glanced at the king. The diagram spoke of this, Graves said, scuttling back along the corridor. We missed it. We missed it completely. We focused on making certain you were separated from Dalinar, and not on what our actions might push you to become. Moash looked from Graves back at Kaladin. Then he ran, (laughs) plate clinking as he turned and dashed down the corridor and disappeared. Kaladin Sill's voice spoke in his head. Something is still very wrong. I feel it on the winds. Graves laughed like a madman. Separating me, Kaladin whispered, from Dalinar? Why would they care? He turned, looking eastward. Oh no. (laughs) Wow. We had a lot to talk that about, was I great. think. That was really great. Yeah. That was really great. It's Dan. awesome. Let's go back a few beats here and talk about some of the things that happened here. <laughs> um, that's, that's crazy. Um, I love the, cap- the capitalized letters when she speaks. Yeah. Isn't that and it's, awesome? And it's as, as loud and as important as the Stormfather. Yeah, right? That's, that's my highlight. It's that's, great, right? That's amazing. Well, still returning, which I think my Stormfather's a liar. Yeah, he kind of is. He was he kind of a liar. He, that, yeah, he's, he told, he told that he, that Cal he killed, that he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or that she was dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did. He did. Um, unless, unless, of course, he has a Ben Kenobi kind of way of... Uh, like he's dead, but he's not dead like, or whatever. Depends on your point of view. What, when, I, when I say dead, I actually mean uh, something else. Yeah, I no, actually I think, mean, he, uh, I think he, you were right before when, he, when you said that he was a liar. Um, so yeah, this whole, this whole part with Syl and Cal is just amazing. So he has his third ideal, right? Uh, third ideal, the I words, will protect uh, this, even those I hate, dude, so long as it is right, is fucking awesome. Yeah. The words of radiance, like if those, are those the words of radiance? Is that? Well, no, the words of radiance it, is the right? book that Shalon, but these are his, right, the book, these but, are the windrunner ideals that, but those, that Cal is but saying, those right? are the words, right? Like that's what, these are words. You know yeah. I mean? It's the same. It's words. <laughs> it's words. It's words. Um, um, go ahead. What else are some of your thoughts here? It, it just, it's so emotional for me because it really, that moment when she is kind of like reaching out 
to him and saying, um, stretch forth thy hand. Mm-hmm. That for me brings me right back as a kid watching, watching the never ending story for the first time. Right. When, when Fantasia is being completely and utterly destroyed and all that Bastion, a human child has to do is give the Empress a new name. Right. And she is the character after everything else is destroyed is reaching out to him saying, you know, call my name. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all you have to do. So I don't know. It, it connected with me on that, on that level. It's pretty great. That's- I would love to talk with, uh, with Mr. Sanderson about that. Yeah. Stretch forth thy hand. Oh, this, this is amazing. This is amazing. I, okay. I'll admit something. I'm not, wild about in this moment uh moash running away well come on now he's a fucking coward he can't even kill the king on his own he needs to get the king drunk and and like two shard bearers to kill him like the dudes the dudes a coward like running away is his fucking mo now well i I, i'm gonna even suggest that i it might be like an actual criticism in terms of the story, like, I don't think I'm wild about that, uh, with Moash's actions. I, I find it to be either uncharacteristic of who I, uh, became, like, who I understood as to what Moash was. Mm-hmm. And in light of these events, I, I think that it would have been, you know, I think that a state of awe or humility might have overtook him given what happened to Kaladin in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Bridgman should have returned. Yeah, I, I think that, I think you're giving Moash but, more credit than I think he deserves. Maybe. And I think that um, his reaction yeah. to run is, one, he's he's going to be bested. There's nothing that, what just, what, what Moash and Graves just saw happen with Cal, there is no way that either one of those guys are going to be able to fight him. So running away keeps him alive, but also mm-hmm. he's probably fucking humiliated. Like I maybe I made the wrong oh, choice, you know? I know, but that's, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like if that moment of humility didn't happen here and now, mm-hmm. I hope it happens in the future or what, um, fleet kept running, right? Right. Well, from Moash's perspective, from Anakin Skywalker's perspective, you do, you keep running. It might you might be on a different side of this. You might still be thinking that Elokar has to die. Yeah, but I don't think that was the point of the fleet story: is to run away from your problems. No, I, don't, I, I, don't I know, I know, that... I know. It's not. I'm I'm twist. I'm just twisting. Know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's talk about the stretch forth thy hand moment here. Um, it took me a couple of times of reading it to really notice what was going on. Wind blew in the opening mm-hmm. of the wall. Sill's ribbon of light became mist, a form she often took, silver mist, which grew larger, right. coalesced before Kaladin, extending into his hand, glowing brilliant, a shard blade emerged. So what does that mean to you? When you read that, what do you think that means? It, what it says to me is that she has become the blade. Yeah. She has become the blade. Yeah. But, but in so, in this, in this um, state, she still is present because she's still speaking to him at the end of the chapter. Yeah, of course. She can still communicate with him. 
you know, she she takes all these different forms, right? Like she is a well, young lady, and then she's just a ball of light, and she looks like a windspring. She looks like mist. Is this a different blade? A different blade from what? He's never held from this be- blade before. She's just become a blade. Okay. Let me point. L- 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 I'll put it to you this yeah, way. Yeah. Ask questions. Is this a shard blade? Well, it, it, that's what it is. That's what it says. A glowing, brilliant, a shard blade emerged from the mist. Vivid blue light shining from the swirling patterns along its length. And then it says a little later yeah, here, Kaladin's grip firmed upon the glowing shard blade, a weapon beside which those of Graves and Moash's shard blade look dull. Like this shard blade he's holding it just, it is just so amazing in comparison reason, yeah. to theirs. Theirs looks mm-hmm. like dull pieces of weaponry. Well, wasn't there a reference uh, somewhere along the way, or maybe this is a spoiler, I don't know, called an honor blade? An honor blade is, is something, it's seemingly different. We, I can't really talk to you too much about it because okay. we, we've had hints about what it is. We've had a major conversation between Teravangian and Zeth. Teravangian right. tells Zeth that, he th- that Teravangian thinks, and we know that Teravangian's lying when he says this to Zeth, that Kaladin only has power because he's using an honor blade, mm-hmm. a blade that allows the holder to mimic surge binding. But that's not what Cal does. Cal surge no. binds without the help of a magic right. weapon ma- making him do it. Right. Because he's got the nail bond. He's got this bond with Syl. Right. And when he said this third ideal, Syl turned into a shard blade. Wow. So, so crazy. The last part coming back, dude. Oh my God. I was freaking out. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I heard it in your voice. It you were so choked up there. You oh dude. Oh yeah. I, I, if I had just let, let go, I, I, I would have been a mess, but, uh, so the last thing I think we should really talk about here is at the very end when Graves said the diagram spoke of this. Yeah. The diagram spoke of this. We missed it. We missed it completely. Okay, so if it spoke about it, you missed it. What 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 do you mean there? That you that you didn't account? That you knew that this this was going to happen, but not in this way. The bigger context we, here is that Graves is involved in the diagram. Only people who are ter- involved and follow the diagram know what the diagram is. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. No, it does. It. I mean, I think it's supposed to surprise us at this moment, but it also doesn't right. surprise us that Teravangian it had d- his hands in this too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when he I'm says, assume, yeah. sorry, when he says, you know, we focused on making certain you were separate from Dalinar because that was their job because they didn't want Kaladin there to protect Dalinar from Zeth, but also they didn't want Zeth near Kaladin. Remember? Because Zeth's got right. some questions about what Cal can do. And Teravangian literally lied to him and said, oh, it's I an know, honor it's blade ha- that does it. Just don't go research that. Please do not go and ask him about it. He's just not going to want to talk about it. So just, just yeah. don't bring the, the, it up. This, is all, this has all been a calculated setup. Yeah, exactly. But one of the things that he says they didn't account for was that what he would become put into this situation. We put, put too much on separating then, you from Dalinar and not on what our actions might push you to become. Push you to become, right. right. So, yeah. Um, so, let's, uh, let's go through highlights. What's your highlight for this uh, unbelievable chapter? Unbelievable chapter? Well, first of all, I mean, just doing a live read is pretty, it's pretty visceral. Like, it's, emo- it's emotional. Yeah. Like, it's, 
it's unlike it. It's unlike when I read and then think and make notes I mean, or, you know. I think most it's, people it's different. read books on their own. Never mm-hmm. do you ever really get to share in that first moment with anybody. So it's a pretty special right. thing. Mm-hmm. But it has to be still coming back. The, 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 the capital letters. Yeah, dude. When it's she so kind of speaks back to the Stonefather. mine. And I also, claim him. I claim him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the best. Yeah. And her, be- and her becoming the blade. Yeah, dude. Her becoming the weapon. Her becoming the thing that she claimed that she was l- least interested in. It, it, was that kind of part of her way of communicating to Kaladin that, you know, you know, only in, an, in a last resort... Would I even think about becoming or bonding with someone mm-hmm. and becoming this kind of weapon? There's a, there's a hint earlier on in the series that we've, we've covered. It's not mm-hmm. very, it's like a one, uh, a one line thing. Um, I think he asks her, can new ones be created? Can new shard blades be created? Right. And she says, yes, but she doesn't elaborate on how they are, how new shard blades are created. Right. So I can't really expand on this too, too much. Do you think this is the, this is a similar process for the creation of a shard blade that, that only, cause I mean, you, you, you have to think about Kaladin's position. He has no weapon. He can't even hold a butter knife right. on his, on the side. He tried of to, and he dropped it. He dropped it. Yeah. Like he is without, without weapons, without any means of accomplishing anything here. Mm -hmm. And it's in that extreme vulnerability that she decides, I claim him, he is worthy and I will become this silvery mist. I will become this weapon, but I'll become it for him. Right. There's, there's a little more to everything that's going on right here that I can't really share with you yet because you're going to, you're going to figure it out by the end of the book, potentially by the end uh, the start of next book. There's, there's some technical like textbooky stuff here. Like why does it happen? When does it happen? That kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a little bit of math that I I can't really share with you because you haven't discovered it yet. But, um, but yeah, that, all that said, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Um, unbelievable. What a great, uh, (laughs) what a great chapter, right? Um, so yeah, we're going to, I think I understand, I understand why you love this book. I think, think you, I think you said this that this was book. your favorite, yeah, this is my favorite so far yeah, out of this the four. Is, okay. I, I, I think I, my favorite, still my favorite moment in the series is the, right. um, is the, at the end of way of Kings when yeah. Syl says, I, I know what I am now. I'm honor right. spread. Like that part gets me. Like I just literally just said those words half ass and I just gave yeah. myself goosebumps. That's my yeah. favorite moment so far in the series. But, mm-hmm. uh, this, this whole book and this whole ending is, is my favorite. Like, I just love this book. I really love Shalon. So I'm a, I'm a big fan yeah. of Shalon and just her, mm-hmm. like, you know, using her powers as spycraft and Cal's journey and all that stuff. I just love it. And we really get to know Adolin yeah. in this book too. And I really love Adolin. Yeah. So like, it's just, it's a really <laughs> great book, but I'm so, well, so now it's the, so the next chapter's. It's the assassin in white. It's the central plateau. Yeah. It's Adolin and the assassin. And Renarin. It's, it's Dalinar. Yeah, and their mission, and yeah. they have to get everybody out of those yeah. plateaus, yeah. fighting to get to the. She's trying to unlock the uh, the oath gate. 
to the oath gate. Yeah. Like I don't know what is going to happen. Yeah. Is is it all resolved in, in, in these next few chapters? Um, I like, can't like tell you that. That, that gets... would be a spoiler telling yeah, you. That. Right, okay, yeah, right. Okay, spoiler. Yeah. yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, so let's our, end our recording here, and we'll uh, we'll we'll re- oh, because we're recording the next chapter tomorrow. All right. So we just um, so it's a new recording day for us here. Um, mm-hmm. That means that to yesterday we recorded the live read that you guys just listened to. Yeah, we did. And today we fun. are doing uh, the next chapter, uh, chapter 85, Swallowed by the Sky. I almost said C. Um, but <laughs> I I want to ask you before we get into this uh, this next material here. Yeah. Um, you kind of had all night to think about this live read that we just did with Syl and Kaladin and Adolin fighting Esh and I. Like, do you have any other, do you have any other thoughts that you want to share? Now that you got to sit with it for a bit? Well, it it was really emotional. Yeah. So that was uh, special, I guess, you know, having Syl back Mm -hmm. in that way and just having her back for real. Yeah. Uh, Not just guesses or anything, but in the text. It's it's funny because when I first read it, it was like a shock. And then when it sets in, then your emotions sort of bubble up. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really cool. I um, was not expecting that at all. My guess, my wildly inaccurate uh, guesses continue <laughs> yeah. with Zale being, well, and Syl, of, you know, of course Syl, um, like my, my, my highlights still remain the same, I think, as what we talked about yesterday, which was, you know, her voice being capitalized, you know, as powerful or more as yeah, the Stormfather. that's Father. pretty cool stuff. That is my highlight, mm. is her voice becoming big. Yeah, and like um, standing up to him saying, there's nothing you can do. You can't prevent me right. if he says the third ideal. If he says the words, there's nothing you can do to stop this. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think, I think it's it, like in order for Syl to have come back to him mm-hmm. and, and choose to claim him. Right. Her, her choice. Yeah. Um, I think Kaladin had to completely be laid bare right it had to be kaladin at his most vulnerable and still willing to continue running like like fleet mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome right? too i love that those that little line when he's like i kept running like even yeah. just you know he's oh, it's so good it makes me think it's you know kinda... you, you said you said just <laughs> now that like you know she she says i claim him we we get into this like um this zone where we talk about the surge binders and their spren shallan and pattern mm. and kaladin and sill and even um when she was around yasna and ink and um lift and um her her spren so it's like we think about the mortal first and the spren secondary like they are the familiar mm-hmm. they are a tag right. along they're the right. thing that allows them to have the surge binding but in this case when she says i claim him it's like sill and her mortal do you know what I mean? Right. Like Kaladin right. is the tag along. Syl right. is in this moment is the, the hero. She's the, the one who's taking a stand and she's like, I'm not going to give up my mortal. He's mine. Do you know what I mean? It is, yeah. It, it's, 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 I think it's really neat that the perspective could easily be changed to just that. Yeah. Like Sill's battles. Remember in, in the way of Kings yeah, where she's standing spread? on his chest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, I think that this this entire series could be rewritten to include an entirely different dialogue from the Spren's perspective. Right, right. 
like like framing where, them as the ones who are on the missions yeah. and the uh, yeah the ones who are yeah. saved, trying to save the world yeah for sure dude for absolutely sure. yeah i love it that, I think that would awesome. be a really a really fascinating way to look at the series um no it was just i i, I can't believe it again i think i said most of everything that i had to say about it um just that you know i feel like kaladin had to become you know like fleet or like renarin mm-hmm. in way of kings and the and or in the way of kings and in the battle in in this in uh, words of radiance when he came into the battle to defend his brother mm-hmm. largely unarmed yeah you know like that's that's what kaladin needed to show like n- no power you're at your weakest you're mm-hmm. bleeding out are you going to give up are are you going to be the wretch are you going to give in to moash are you going yeah. to give give in to graves are you going to give in to despair are you going to give in to yourself right, right? Yeah. You're going to give in to the wretch. And, and he didn't. No, he didn't. So, so Sill, it was a glorious, it was an epic and glorious moment. And I just, I love the fact that Sill is, uh, appears powerful and, uh, with faculty and, uh, and having her decision to claim, like her, her claiming him. I just, I, again, uh, just, you know, with, with movie lines coming to me, I, it's like Arwen says, you know, if you want him, come and claim him. Okay, yeah. Well, then I will. Then yeah. I will. Then I will. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Is this an invitation? Okay, great. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, super fun. But this next chapter, like, give me a break here, guys. Well, we were just talking off. I couldn't stop reading. So after I got off the live read, I'm like, okay, so I've got a few things to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, But then I thought, well, I'm not going to, I got to read. I have to. So I I went upstairs, I started reading, and then I posted with uh, with you guys with one of the D&D groups. Uh, like, oh, I, d- I just finished 85, like, oh my gosh. And then I texted you, I'm yeah. done, dude. Like, this is incredible. Yeah. This chapter is just as epic and insane as well, the we previous just, one. We were just saying that we could have made this chapter the live read and not the oh, previous yeah, one, easily. or maybe both. We could have done like back-to-back live reads because of how awesome this Swallowed by the Sky is. But I mean, oh, truthfully, so good. the Sanderlanches are all... Right. live read worthy that everything at the end of the book is just so fucking good you know yes well let's 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 see if we can tear into it yeah let's um, do this okay so swallowed by the sky so it begins with another excerpt from the diagram but who is the wanderer the wild piece the one who makes no sense uh that would be wit is that who um, you think it is? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds well, like wit. I am the wanderer. He is the wanderer. The wild piece. Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of wild. His piece. If his piece is his mouth. Yeah, he's a wild his mouth piece. piece. Yeah, he's a wild piece. The one who um, makes no the, sense. Yeah, wit the one who make makes sense no sometimes. sense. Not well, Hoyd. He, Hoyd. Remember, uh, he's the one who makes so much sense that people don't understand him. Right. So no. Well, he keeps disappearing, appearing. You know. Yeah. It, doesn't make sense yet. I glimpse at his implications and the world opens to me. I shy back. Impossible. Is it? Yeah, it's a, now what is, I think of a, a particular note here is that this is a note by Adratagia. We've had that name before, haven't we? Have we yeah, not? she's, um, she's the one, she's like a, a Teravangian's assistant. Right. Could this refer to Marais. Right. Marais of the... Um, Ghostbloods. 
of the ghost. Yeah. So the diagram people are aware of the ghost Marais. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And remember, Marais isn't the top dog, right? No. The top dog in the Ghost Bloods is um, Theta Car. This name that we've never we've never met th- this character, but the the top of it was the, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Theta a name Car. that I've forgotten. Yeah, Theta Car. Okay, I forgot. For, I, I I have omitted that. There's one. two <laughs> names that we've heard that we haven't met this these characters yet. One of them is Theta Car, who seems to be the one who's in charge of the Ghost Bloods. And then the okay, second yeah. one is a name called Ristaris, and Ristaris seems oh, yes. to be the one who's in charge of whoever Amaram is involved with. Amaram's like master, or Amaram's like boss, is this guy named Ristaris. Because remember, mm-hmm. he they he refer mm-hmm. they refer to um, Amaram um, as Ristaris cronies, like these followers of this man named Ristaris. So, huh. Hmm. Well, that's again more more plot or more intrigue ahead. I think with all of that, mm-hmm. talk about talk about storms colliding. There's a lot of other storms colliding. Yeah. Um. Okay. So swallowed by the sky. She didn't say if she could even open the pathway. Dalinar asks as he stalks toward the command tent. No, bright lord said Pete, the bridgeman, but she was insistent that we couldn't face what was coming at us. Two high storms. So this is Pete Bridgman warning Dalinar mm-hmm. about what Shalon said, which is, you, you got to get everybody over here. Yeah, we got to get out of here. The war doesn't matter anymore now. Like fighting the Parchendi right. doesn't matter. These two high storms are going to crash into each other and everyone's going to die if we don't, don't get out of here. Right. And this appears to be the only safe place. Uh, well, I mean, that they're, can, that they're like extend. miles and miles and miles and miles into the Shattered Plains. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to escape to. The only place no. is potentially through the Oath Gate, if she can figure it out. It, it's so crazy that Dalinar banked so much on this one-way ticket. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like suicide. Sadius, I totally <laughs> side with Sadius's, you know, like, that's insane. Yeah. And, and other high princes that must have stayed out of it, they're like, what What are you doing, Dalinar? Like, yeah. you're marching to your own death. Yeah. Like, anyways, so Pete... um, a familiar name we've got pete back how could there be two navani asks about the two uh, high storms mm-hmm. royal walked on dalinar's other side his beard and mustache limp with water i like that referring to <laughs> a mustache being limp with yeah. water that's that's really cute um i don't know brightness says pete but that's what she said a high storm and something else she called it an ever storm and she expects that they're going to collide right here. Mm-hmm. Um, the command tent shuddered, and then it ripped free in a burst of wind. It blew right past Dalinar. A dozen lanterns spilled onto the plateau. Scribes and soldiers scrambled, trying to grab maps and sheets as rain and wind claimed them. Storm it, says Dalinar. I need an update. Sir says Commander Kale, who is head of the field command, he jogs over with his wife, Apara, following. I think that's really interesting that his wife is with him on this battlefield. Remember that most wives 
in the military yeah. structure serve as scribes for the scribes. for the the, yeah. the the officers, right? Yeah, these I men did, I just have think it's, command. He's a commander, but he doesn't. He yeah. just can't write. So how is he supposed to write messages back and forth? His right. scribe is with him, and the scribe is always the wife. It's right. I I, I just think that's I just think that's a neat uh, a neat element. Mm-hmm. It's not um, unlike and, the Parshendi who sometimes go fighting with their wives. You know, they they they, they have these little. Remember these twosomes? Uh, Remember in the first one, they they, oh, they, yeah, they discovered yeah. that it wasn't just um, uh, two men fighting together. It was a man and right. a female uh, Parshendi. And commonly, it was husband and wife going and fighting in pairs. So yeah. it's not unlike that too, right? I just think it's neat that, you know, that partners are, are, are you know, together in, in all things, you know, career-wise, war-wise. It's just, it's just an interesting uh, dynamic for mm-hmm. me, that's all. Um. Okay, so Kale's, uh, so, so Apara, and I also like that they gave her, of course, her, her due, her name. Mm-hmm. Aladar has won his plateau, says Kale. Apara was just composing you a message. Really? Almighty bless that man. He done it. I believe that's Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, says Kale. Uh, also interesting, again, that, uh, that uh, Dalinar's thought is uh, to the Almighty. Yeah. Right. And thanks. Little sh- shares that with Shalon a little bit. They can't, even Dalinar, who's the one who got the information that the Almighty right. is dead from right. the Almighty himself. Right. He can't stop. He can't, he's, it's no. like this is Brokeback Mountain. I can't quit you. Yeah. Like I can't, yeah. I can't I quit can't, Almighty. I can't quit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't quit the Almighty. Yeah. Well, and that's a, that's a very interesting thing about faith, I suppose, is, uh, you know, even if you were informed of such a, of such an event. Yeah. You spent your whole life, you know, you know believing. Is, that. is, is faith a faucet that you can just turn off? No, I don't think so. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that it, it could, could be, but perhaps for some it is and perhaps for others it isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Almighty bless that man, he'd done it. So this I thought was interesting when I was first reading it. I'm like, okay, this sounds a little too good to be true. That Aladar has won his plateau. We just found out that, that Adolin has won his, won his duel. Mm-hmm. He's won his plateau and the duel. Yeah. Which I still say, you know, talk about swallowed up by the storm. Mm-hmm. Royal know, almost um, lost his plateau, but Dalinar backed him up with a, a contingent of men. And just with Dalinar himself went over there and saved Royal and a bunch of his men. So even though they had to retreat from that plateau, it wasn't a full loss because they didn't lose one Royal and two, they didn't lose those men. So. Right. Um, Okay. Yes, sir, says Kale. High Prince Aladar said the singing Parshendi went right down, letting him slaughter them. What does that mean? It means said the, exa- singing par- the, par- the singing Parshendi went right down, letting, letting him slaughter them. Just like what uh, Adeline experienced. He, they were, they were, it was like killing children with, with sticks. Remember, that's what he said. Oh, yeah. They were but, so, but that was when, they when were he was coming concerned. in from behind. Oh, right. The singing because yeah. they're distracted, right? Okay, right. sorry. I'm not, I'm not quite piecing all that together. They're like in to... a ritual spell and right. they, if they, they right. can't break away, they have to continue singing, right? Oh, it's such a horrible, uh, yeah, I don't, I have to admit, I, I'm not, I don't, I do not like the slaughtering of the Parshendi, even in this storm form mm-hmm. in that way. It's not, I, I have to say that's not, uh, well, it's not honorable, but again, in, in a war, 
why are we concerned about rules? Right. right. It's a war. It's not a game. No, it's true. Uh, the rest broke and fled, says, uh, says this um, Kale, sorry, Commander, eh? It's mm-hmm. Commander Kale. Even with Royal's Plateau fallen, we've won the day. Doesn't feel like it, says Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Send orders immediately to Aladar and my son and General Call. There's a plateau just to the southeast, perfectly round. I want all of our forces to move there to brace for an oncoming storm. Yes, sir. Sir, have you seen that? And as he points over Dalinar's shoulder, Dalinar turns, looking to the west. Red light flashed in the sky like light with, with lightning. The sky itself seemed to spasm. As something built there, swirling in an enormous storm cell that was rapidly expanding. Almighty above, says Navani. So they can see it. Yeah, they with can their see own this, the, the, this Everstorm, this red lightning storm building. Right. Can you just uh, imagine the visuals? Oh, yeah. Like, just what everything looks yeah. like. It's just, it would be so fucking terrifying, right? It's such a great opportunity for um, uh, cinematography mm-hmm. to show the scale of the storms and how small these people are on the shattered planes. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to. To illustrate scale, I think, or or just the the enormous the <laughs> I was going to say overnumerousness from IT crowd, but um, the enormousness of the uh, of the uh, of these storms, this clash. Leave the tents, Kale says. Dalinar, get everyone moving now. Navani, go to Brightness Shalon, help her if you can. I, when I first read that, I thought, okay, well, she's not going to do that. <laughs> she's she's, she's going to do the opposite of what uh, she's, she's going to do. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was thinking. Well, normally was, uh, he would say, Navani, go get yourself somewhere <laughs> safe. But he's right. saying, actually, go, go right help. into go, do. go right into the where it's the most dangerous and go help Shalon, mm-hmm. which is him trusting her. Even mm. though he wants to protect her, he's like, you're more important than being hidden. You need to go and help Shalon, which is really cool. Right. The officer leaped away and began shouting orders. Navani went with him, vanishing into the night. Mm-hmm. And a squad of soldiers chased after her to provide protection. So I like that too. So yeah. she's got protection. Mm-hmm. She's And me, Delinar, says Royal. Oh my gosh, Royal. Jeez. I know. Ugh. I'm just, re- in terms of covering this with you now, when I was reading this last night, mm-hmm. I was just like... Like I was sad. I was like excited. I was like kicking my feet on the bed. There was all <laughs> like, we run the gamut was, of all the emotions here. Oh yeah, because I was excited and then super sad, and then to have this character mean so much, mm-hmm. um, despite the the remarks and the jabs and the you know like, yeah. and you know and you know who had it right, Sabariel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he called him a coward, and then, you know. Well, he had a different perspective, a different take on it, yeah. right? He's no coward. No, and, and he's just really smart. And me, Dalinar, <clears throat> asks Royal, we'll need you to take command of your men and lead them to safety, if such a thing can be found. Adolin crashes through the tent's fabric and skids along the stones on his back, mm-hmm. his armor leaking light. This is such an amazing visual. Yeah. I could, I could picture this so well in my mind. Um, just, you know, him obviously in some kind of fight. Yeah. 
that he can't handle. It's it's in the command area. It's on the central plateau. And Adolin's sorry, Dalinar's son comes sliding in toward him. Yeah. Like it's a that's a that's a message. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Leaking stormlight, Adolin, Dalinar shouts, dashing over to his son. And of course, when I was thinking about this part, when he's cradling him, using the word cradle. Yeah. I thought, I thought, okay, well, Here I, it don't is. Think Adolin's, I don't think Adolin's going to miss it or is going to make it. The young man was missing several segments of his armor. He looks up with gritted teeth, blood streaming from his nose. He was trying to say something to his dad, to Dalinar, but it was lost to the wind. No helm, no left vambrace, the breastplate cracked just short of shattering, his right leg exposed. Who could have done such a thing to a shard bearer? But the Blackthorn knew. Oh yeah, he knows. Dalinar knew the answer immediately. That's another one of my highlights of this chapter. Yeah. He didn't even have to think about it. No. He cradled Adolin. And this this cradling, I have to I have to admit, um it's a powerful kind of image for me, uh holding someone when they are dying. It's um what, la la pieta, the um uh, Mother Mary holding Jesus, let's say, mm-hmm. in a cr- cradle position after his death. So I really thought we were getting a sacrifice here. I really did. And we still may. <laughs> but I, um, so I thought it was happening right now. He looked up past the collapsed tent. It whipped in the storm and tore away as a man strode past it, glowing with spinning trails of stormlight. Those foreign features clothing of all white plastered to his body by the rain a bowed hairless head shadows hiding his eyes that glowed with stormlight gavilar's murderer zeth the assassin in white another cool entrance right another great entrance but also i love that from dalinar's perspective this is gavilar's murderer and nothing more yeah like I like it that that's the way it's described. His focus, yeah. Yeah, that's Dalinar's perspective. Gavilar's murderer. Yeah, it's really cool. I just think that's just so good. He just cuts to the... Okay, we get a POV change. We're back to Shalon. Shalon works through the inscriptions on the walls, frantically searching for some way to make the oath gate function. It had to work. It had to. This is all in the dawn chant, Inadara said. I, I can't make any sense of it. And I think she's thinking the knight's radiance, sorry, the knight's radiant are the key. Should, shouldn't Renarin's sword have been enough? What's the pattern? Shalon whispers, mmm, pattern says, perhaps you cannot see it because you are too close, like the shattered planes. <coughs> I love this comment. That's, in, that's interesting. Hey, you can't like, see the whole like, picture because you're way too close to it. You got to step back right? and see the entire thing. Shallan hesitates and then stood and walked to the center of the room where the depictions of the Knights Radiant and their kingdoms met at a central point. Mm-hmm. Bright Lord Renarin, Inadara asks, is something wrong? The young prince had fallen to his knees and was huddled next to a wall. I can see it, says Renarin, and he answers this feverishly. Yeah. Like he's, al- like he's almost sick. Yeah. His voice echoed in the chamber. Ardents who had been studying part of the murals looked up. 
I can see the future itself. Why, Almighty? Seeing the future is the stuff of the Voidbringers. Seeing the future is the stuff of the Voidbringers. So why is he being given this right now? I would, I would propose that maybe this is not just right <coughs> now that he's been giving this. He's been seeing the future for a while? Keep reading. I can see the future itself. Why? Why, Almighty? Why have you cursed me so? He screamed right. a pleading cry, then stood and cracked something against the wall. A rock. Where had he gotten it? Right. He gripped the thing with gauntleted hand and began to write. Shocked, Shalon right. took a step forward, a sequence of numbers. Right. What have we All been dealing zero. with this entire book? Right. Mm-hmm. I know. Scratches on a wall with a sequence of numbers. A countdown has been telling us about the, when the Everstorm is going to become the entire book. And it's been Renarin. It's been fucking Renarin. I can't, I know, dude, I can't believe we didn't do this at a library. This is crazy. I know, I told you. I said this like these There's next three so or four chapters here. are all library chapters, but you have to <clears throat> pick and choose, right? All how, zeros. How has he been holding this in all this time? We've had little how, tiny how clues. How is Renarin? There's been all these little, little things, right? That, about Renarin yeah. that we've... Always kind of asked, like, why is he having, like, he does, he has like a blood sickness or something. He's got like a, you know, he, he can't, uh, he's got a weakness, a blood weakness. He can't, there's, there's other stuff going on with this guy that people are just, you know, hand waving away as him being weak. So how does the weakness and the, and the looking into the future and the scratchings and the, and the, the zeros, how the countdown, how does that relate to him feeling kind of ill or sick when it comes to his shard blade i'm not sure actually i can't say that i know why. <laughs> you can't say oh, so you <laughs> I, know. I know why oh, okay but sorry it okay. hasn't been yep. said in sorry. the text yet so we can't really discuss yep. it yet no that's fine okay um it's amazing shalon took a step toward him a sequence of numbers all zeros it's come says renarin it's come and we're dead yeah and it's not just so reading it that way makes it seem more sane. This is insane. It come, it, it's come, it's come, it's come, it's come. We're dead. We're dead. We're dead. Like yeah. he is yeah. freaking the fuck out. Freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that his, uh, look into the future is wrong. Unless of course, dying is necessary. Maybe dying is part of the oath gate. Maybe dying is part of the experience. Maybe they all die. Now that would be very surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's something be horrible, like that. wouldn't it? Well, it would be. I don't. I don't know how you would go to the third book with that one. I don't. <laughs> Every book two, everyone dies. Book three, yeah. brand new characters. <laughs> and there's like um, it says the Stormlight Archive with like with a question mark on the book. Yeah. The Stormlight Archive is Archive? it even the same series? And. <laughs> Kaladin um, says the third ideal only to die two yeah. pages later POV change back to Dalinar Dalinar knelt beneath a fractured sky holding his son Rainwater washed the blood from Adolin's face and the boy blinked and him saying that like the boy blinked mm -hmm. it's like it's like Adolin became, you know, an infant, a child in yep. his arms again. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and nice. again, that reminded me of the La Pieta. It's great, um, it's great uh, imagery for sure. Father, says Adolin. And I thought, oh my God, this is it. We're going to lose him. Mm-hmm. The assassin steps forward quietly with no apparent urgency. I like that. Mm-hmm. No, no urgency. Yeah. I can take my time. It's like the Terminator. He never runs anywhere. He just walks. Yeah. The man seemed to glide through the rain. When you take the Princeton, son. Now, this is when this turned on a dime for me. And this is why I was like, this is a great live read. Because I was like, I was already like just in a few sentences before. And with him cradling his son. Yeah. Holding him, saying, you know, referring to him as a boy. Father, says Adolin. I thought this is goodbye. This is goodbye to Adolin. Mm-hmm. But, but no, it flips in a sentence for me. And it's no, Adolin might make it. In fact, Dalinar knows it, that he'll make it. Mm-hmm. I am going to sacrifice myself here. Right. I am going to confront Zeth. He's after me. Son, this is what I want you to do with the kingdom. Right. And so it flipped for me. It was just a roller coaster of emotions, just in a few sentences. Um, when you take the princedom, son, don't let them corrupt you. Don't play their games. Lead. Don't follow. Father, Adolin says, his eyes focusing. Dalinar stands up. Adolin lurches over on all fours and tries to get to his feet. Again, I love this. He's got nothing left. Mm-hmm. Fragmented shard plate. Yeah. And he's still, he's still trying. He's still, he's still being fleet, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he's still he, trying. Yeah. He keeps running. Dude, yeah. The, the, yeah. The band. There's I, definitely I don't want some, the band to some mirroring here of. Um, uh, of Kaladin on the floor struggling sure. to get up and Adolin on the ground struggling to get up for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, <clears throat> the boys slip back into the pooling water. You've been taught well, Adolin. Dalinar says, this, this actually breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. You're a better man than I am. Mm-hmm. That's heavy, dude. Yeah. For a father to say that to his son? I mean... I was always a tyrant who had to learn to be something else. But you, you've been a good man from the start. Lead them, Aelin, and unite them. God, that's so powerful, dude. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a really good moment. I, I so want to know about the Blackthorn. Like, I so want that story. Mm-hmm. I really hope we get it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I don't know if he's covered it already or I, if he's I just wish I could tell you. slice it I in. I wish I could just yeah. be like, hey, I here's know. all the information yeah. that you need. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I just hope, well, part of the wonderful thing about reading this with you in this way is I, I get to dream and, and have all of those dreams and hopes and intact. Right. It, and I lose a lot, a lot of them along the way. Yeah. yeah right. Well, you have to discard I still hang some. On to some. I still yeah. hang on to some crazy ones. But, yeah. But <clears throat> that's the uh, wonderful thing about it is all the, all the dreams and possibilities. Father, says Adolin, Dalinar walked away from Adolin nearby. And this, I, I want to talk about this a little bit. Nearby, scribes and attendants, captains and enlisted men all shouted and scrambled, trying to find order in the chaos of the storm. What I sort of built in my mind there was that was that Dalinar is speaking these words to his son. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a, like a clear, almost like a, 
well, it's it's instruction on how to take over the kingdom, and there are scribes there, and I almost imagined that they like looked over, heard these words, and would write them down. Mm-hmm. That this would go down as a story, right? That was told. So I was like, wow, this is like an epic moment. That's I like I like that reading of it, but I think that what he but Sanderson's saying here is that there's. There's such chaos going on on this plateau. Yeah, I know. It's that the only three people that are aware of what's going on are Zeth, Dalinar, and Adolin. Nearby scribes, attendants, captains, and enlisted men all shouted, scrambling, trying to find order in the chaos of the storm. They followed Dalinar's orders to evacuate, and most had right. yet to notice the figure in white. Like, the most... Yeah crazy is thing chaos. is about to happen and everyone else is already dealing with the former crazy thing which is these two storms coming do you know what i mean like royon uh, so the assassin stops 10 paces from dalinar royon pale-faced and stammering backed away from the two of them and shouts assassin assassin red lightning streaks across the horizon a storm wall building mm-hmm. his efforts to disrupt the parshendi had fallen short. The Shin Man, the assassin in white, didn't strike. He stood opposite of Dalinar. I like that it was uh, that he he stood away. What ten ten uh, steps away? Mm-hmm. Always ten, eh? Mm-hmm. He stood opposite Dalinar, motionless, expressionless, water dripping down his face, and he was unnaturally calm. That's unnerving, too. Yeah. Dalinar was far taller and broader. This small man in white, pale skin, seemed almost like a youth, a stripling by comparison. Bridge four ran up and surrounded Dalinar, spears in hand. Dalinar waved them back. That is another one of my little Mm -hmm, highlights. mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do here, lads. Let me face him. 10 heartbeats mm-hmm. dude this is so intense yeah it's so great I, you know what i love is i love that even in these really tense moments there are these mm-hmm. familiar beats that keep coming back 10 mm-hmm. heartbeats unite yep. them these themes yep. that we've grown accustomed to that you know we're we're comfortable with in these uncomfortable moments you know he's putting us through the ringer here yeah. Of emotions, like you said, oh, it's going to be Adolin oh. that's going to die. It's going to be Dalinar that's going to die. It's going to be any yeah. of these people that are all going to be dead because that's just going to kill yeah. everybody. And then there are these familiar moments that kind of reassure us that things could still be yeah. okay. You know, Adolin, unite them. Uh, ten heartbeats. These like really, really cool like um, concepts that we are already so familiar with. I just, I really love it. It's so good. Why, Dalinar? Dalinar asks uh, the assassin, why? Why kill my brother? Did they explain the reason, the reasoning behind your orders? I am son, sorry, Zeth's son, son Valano, the man says, harshly. Truthless of Shinovar, I do as my masters demand, and I do not ask for explanations. Dalinar revised his assessment. This man was not calm. He seemed that way, but when he spoke, he did it through clenched teeth. His eyes opened too wide. He is mad, Dalinar thought. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. Like, talk about a, like a, a, I guess a metaphor for a character, like the storm within Zeth. Mm -hmm. Talk about two, talk about two storms. There are his orders of what to do. Right. His oath, the oath stone. 
And then there's what this Shin man would actually do. Right. Which we've not yet been able to we see. We know he's lost and, his and we, mind. Like we know yeah. that he's, mm-hmm. he's like damaged this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little later whenever he, he turns to, I mean, we'll get there, but when he turns to Adolin, yeah. he's like, I'm done, but maybe I can right. do something on my own time. You know what I mean? Like that, like he's, that high, that's, it's not just about following about orders that. anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's no, no, so he's, he's absolutely mad. You don't have to do this. Dalinar says, if it's about pay, what am I owed? The assassin shouted. Will come to me eventually. Every bit of it. I will drown in it. Stonewalker. It's funny how um, every bit of it, I will drown in it. I thought of the, I thought of the, uh, of Shadesmar. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought of the beads for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, but as I was reading it, that's what I thought of. Yeah, that's cool. I will have it, every bit of it. I will drown in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I he's waiting know, for know. it, right? Remember, he, he hopes someday someone could kill him. Yeah. So it can stop. Zeth put his hand to his side his shard blade appearing. Then with a curt, deprecatory motion, like he was merely trimming a bit of gristle from his meat, he strode forward and swung at Dalinar. I I really like that, referring to Mm -hmm. Dalinar and this moment for Zeth. Oh, I'm just going to cut the gristle off off the meat. Yeah, exactly. Dalinar, you're in my way. Um, Dalinar caught the blade, which appeared in his hand as he raised it, the assassin smiled, lips drawn thin, showing only a hint of teeth. An eager smile matched with haunted eyes, and it was one of the most evil things that Dalinar had ever seen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, says the assassin, for extending my agony by not dying easily. He stepped back and burst afire with white light, and he came at Dalinar again inhumanly quick mm-hmm. what a great what a great dialogue it's just yeah. fantastic i don't know what else to say in this just that how much i love it um it uh it's just so tense i really love dalinar's think, assessment of zeth and how he's got oh, him pegged yeah. you know what i mean like yeah you're you're, you're not this calm emotionless um machine mm-hmm. You're unglued. You're unhinged. Yeah. You're, you're, you are mad. And I think that that, um, I think that realization, I think it helps Dalinar survive this encounter. I think, I think a little bit, although Zeth ultimately does get the better of the Blackthorn mm-hmm. in terms of the, in terms of the fight, which we're about to cover. I think, right, right, right. I think it's this next POV. Um, Adolin cursed his heart, sorry, his heart. I'm sure his heart hurts too, but his head hurt. He'd smacked it. Something good when the assassin knocked him to the ground. Father was fighting Zeth. Adolin grits his teeth, struggled to get to his feet. Through the rain, sorry, though the rain was letting up, the sky remained dark. Lightning plunged downward like red waterfalls, almost constant. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great image. It's awesome. Like constant red lightning coming mm-hmm. down like a waterfall. That's really cool. I do want to point out this Wh- one line here 
when he says, Father was fighting Zeth, bless the man for listening to reason and bonding the madman's blade. Mm-hmm. So Dalinar, we knew already when Dalinar made that reveal to Amram that he, d- he bonded that blade that Amram was looking for, that, th- right. that Amram found. It was a big setup, right? It was an entrapment kind of thing. But it totally. sounds like Dalinar was reluctant to do it at first and that Adolin had to convince him to bond the blade. You right. know, bless yeah. the bless the man for listening for reason uh, to reason and bonding that man man's blade. I like the fact that you know we gave all this credit to Dalinar for this really amazing move he pulled on on Amram. Right. But now right. we're learning that Adolin kind of helped him Play along it. with it. It's like, like you need to bond mm-hmm. that blade. You need to be able to protect yourself, and so that right. might have you're going to need it. Yeah, yeah. I just really like this it's tiny r- little fact. It's really really great. It's neat that Dalinar. Um, I think Dalinar appears to not want to have anything to do with it because there's, there is something in his past with the Blackthorn or with his, with his, uh, um, his wife that I think, uh, makes him not want to relive, uh, those days or those moments, mm-hmm. what, whatever they be. Yeah. He's not getting the, the same, uh, satisfaction from fighting in battle as he used to the thrill stomach no. his stomach and all that stuff yeah 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 so i i, I can understand it but adolin was right for him to do it so i'm glad that dalinar is the kind of person that even though he might he may not want to do something he'll do it mm-hmm. so that's that's cool yeah but uh you're you're right uh, adolin does deserve um um credit there for getting his father to do that mm-hmm. because can you imagine this this whole fight without it yeah Zeth, Zeth would, ju- would have just killed It would Dalinar. have been done, yeah. Yeah, done. Um, okay. Lightning plunges down, wind gusting from the east. Something was building out there too, from the origin. This was very bad. Those things father said to me. Adolin is thinking. Mm-hmm. Adolin stumbles, almost falling. He glances to the side to find those two bridgemen from before because hands appeared to assist him. I love that they're just right there. They're there. Yeah. Scar and Drahi helping him up to his feet. You two, Adolin says, are getting a storming raise. Help me get this armor off. Metal clanged nearby as Dalinar fought. He would not let that creature get the better of him again. Not again. Creature, huh? Mm-hmm. He must be talking about a horse, I think. Oh, no, wait, that's Kaladin. That doesn't... Um, I love this. This is so good. When he's looking at his father, sparring, or, sorry, he spared a glance uh, for what Dalinar was doing and froze. Hands on the straps for his breastplate. His father moved beautifully. Mm -hmm. I love that he's observing his dad in that way. That's so great. POV change. We're back to Dalinar. Quick Dalinar POVs not... here, right? Eh? Quick POVs. Boom, 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 I know. boom, boom. It's yeah. great. I love that. It makes the action flow faster, right? Of course. Yeah. It's more intense. Dalinar did not fight for his life. His life hadn't been his own for years. So that sounds like a bit of enslavement being the Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. I think. He fought for Gavilar. He fought as he wished he had all those years ago for the chance he had missed. In that moment between storms, when the rain stilled and the winds drew in their, bl- their breaths to blow, he danced with the Slayer of Kings and somehow 
held his own. Yeah, what a great paragraph. It's so great. When the rain stilled and the <clears throat> winds drew in their breath, like personifying the winds that way, like yeah. taking in a breath before blowing. And yeah. in between those moments, he's dancing with the Slayer of Kings. Yeah. Dude, yeah. like Mr. Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, it's so great. Wonderful. Bringing it back to Gavilar too and being like, you know, he, he fought as he wished he had all those years ago. Like, right. yeah, it's so good. He wished he had, yeah. The assassin moved like a shadow. He soared into the air. He swung his shard blade like flashes of lightning and would occasionally stretch forward with his other hand as if to grab Dalinar, like a, again, like a monster, right? Mm-hmm. Dalinar recognized that as the more, recognized that as the more dangerous of Zeth's weapons. Mm-hmm. His ability to j- soar through the air his his agility i like that his father just like his son um they're reading the language of movement of battle battle. reminds me of of uh in comic books did you ever did did you read um a bat girl comic that came out in the might have come out in the late 90s or top of the aughts sort of thing and it was a female bat girl but she was blind Hmm. and batman was training her and she um she understood everything, I think, very primally. Like she was reading your body language, and that is how she bested you in combat. Right. It's a really interesting way to, uh, I find, to, um, I guess, attribute your prowess in, in, martial, uh, in martial arts, martial combat. Mm-hmm. Dalinar recognized that as the more dangerous of Seth's weapons. The man attacked with, from different directions, but Dalinar didn't think. Thoughts could just get jumbled. His instincts would know what to do. Right. And that's, and that's why I thought of that Batgirl, because that's all she was. It was all just instinct. Just instinct. Right. Yeah. Um, this next bit is pretty neat. Zuck, sorry. Duck, when Zeth leaped over Dalinar's head, stepped back, step backward, avoiding a strike that should have severed his spine, lash out, forcing the assassin away. Three quick steps backward, soared up wardingly. Strike for the assassin's palm as it tried to touch him. It worked for this brief time. He fought this creature. Bridge four remained back as he had commanded. They'd only have interfered. He survived, but he did not win. Mm -hmm. That's really all he had to do. To survive. Dalinar twisted away from a strike but was unable to move quickly enough and the assassin rounded on him and thrust a fist into his side. Dalinar's ribs cracked. He swung his blade towards Zeth, but it didn't matter. The damage was done. He sank to his knees, barely able to remain upright for the pain. In that instant, he knew a truth he should have always known. If I'd been there on that night, awake... Instead of drunk and asleep, Gavilar would have died. Gavilar would still have died. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't have be- I couldn't have beaten this creature. I can't do it now, and I couldn't have done it then. I couldn't have saved him. It brought peace, and Dalinar finally set down that boulder. I kind of wish it said bridge. Yeah, I, I actually wrote set- bridge in my notes. It's totally the bridge. Yeah, right. He... And finally set down that boulder, the one he'd been carrying for over six years. Yeah. 
the assassin stalked toward him, glowing with terrible stormlight, but a figure lunged for him from behind. Dalinar expected it to be Adolin, and so did I. Perhaps one of the bridgemen. Instead, it was Royal. Yeah, dude. Dude. Patrick Ra for the uh, Roy for the, Pat- for the Patrick Roy. <laughs> Patrick, uh, yeah, sorry, I can't say that uh, very well, but yeah, for the say. Um, I love um, this whole realization that he could not have beaten <sighs> Zeth, dude. Yeah, it's so good for him. Yeah, it's awesome, right? Yeah, I he's, love that he's stuff. Been beating, like he's beating himself up over. Okay, well, you know, I mean, be, being drunk is. If not, I had uh, only not drank that night, if I had only not been passed out, I could have saved my brother. Right, right. That's a heavy load. Yeah, it's so weird that like realizing that you're bested is relieving. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's a weird. Yeah, you shouldn't in this moment. You shouldn't feel relieved to know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just it's it's so it's such a weird weaving of of emotions. I just it's so great. For some reason, just as you said that, I was trying to connect, trying to connect it to uh, Dalinar's, uh, you know, his. Um, uh, continuing faith in the almighty. Mm-hmm. Like when you have faith in something, even if it's in yourself, you know, I have faith in myself. I could have saved Gavilar. Right. But now you know that you, that you couldn't Yeah, have. you couldn't have. So do you let that go? Do you allow yourself to put down that bridge? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, uh, and then of course at the end here, are you kidding me? In this little tiny POV? At the end, it's royal. Yeah, like on, like I was again. I was screaming and <laughs> on the on my bed. I was like, ah, "It's royal for two purposes here, right? One, royal has to sheds that whole I'm a coward moment, right? Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I have um, royal pulling a Renarin here. Renarin yeah. jumps into the fray Absolutely. in the first book with the Chasm yes. Fiend, no armor, no sword. Is there something I can do, father? You know, like right. there, there's absolutely nothing you can do, but you jumped out there anyways. And Royo's mm-hmm. doing the same thing here. There's n- absolutely nothing. The Blackthorn just admitted to us that there was nothing yeah. his younger self or now his older self can do to beat the could Assassin do. White. There's, he's completely outmatched. And Royo isn't nearly as talented as the Blackthorn, but no. he jumped and he knows it, but he jumps out there anyways. Anyways. Yeah. You know what I feel as well, just when you're talking there, um, is that these characters, Kaladin, you know, but well, Shalon might, might be a, a, an, an, an exception, but certainly Kaladin, um, Dalinar, Adolin, it's kind of like it's catching. Mm-hmm. Like being honorable, you know, sacrificing yourself, putting yourself ahead of someone else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's catching. It's, it's attracted a few individuals. Like Sadius is losing, he's losing numbers. If he's, you will. yeah, he's, he's lo- lo- losing the, uh, the hearts of men right now because honor is taking yeah. over. Um, yeah, it's great actually, because you see the, like in every single instance, all the men that were affected by Kaladin in the first book are now all stepping up individually doing what they can. Right. Like they, they all, the, all these bridgemen well, all know that Zeth's just going to destroy them, destroy but they still the, jump in. Right. Dude. Yeah. So bridge, bridge four, Drahi and Scar catching Kaladin, or you know, catching Adolin. Yeah. Mi- 
or, or sorry, catching Adolin, um, stepping in before Shallan, yeah. you know, all these examples that in way of Kings, there, there weren't a ton no. of those things happening. It, it began, it began with a slave and a ribbon of light. Right. And you know what it also does and too is it, um, it really contrasts, I don't want to jump back to something we already discussed, but, um, right. it also contrasts all these men from bridge four doing all these really amazing, honorable things. Mm-hmm. And then one of them doing something right. dishonorable and then running Moash, as a coward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very, there's, there, there's a, I, I think that it yeah. shows Moash's cowardice even more so because all of his friends, and I say that in quotation, all of his friends from bridge four who aren't as good fighters or well-equipped as him are all doing the thing that he should be doing. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what to expect from Moash. I I really don't. I'm not pleased with the running away, but I would have I would have preferred perhaps instead of just running because like why would Kaladin let him go? Right. Why why would he? I suppose the reason you would is because now you realize that this was staged, this was orchestrated to keep you from Dalinar. Right. And he's there to protect Elokar. Right? It's about protection. Right. He has to remember that. He's here to protect. Right. Anyways, let's move on here. Let's let's get let's Sorry, this I, I was just I was just thinking like, is this does this push Moash into Sadius's arms? Maybe. Is that what ends up happening here? Yeah, maybe. Or or does Moash, after all this is done, realize and we get that resolution? Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Back to POV change here. Adolin went running for his father. Dalinar, because he gets out of the armor, mm-hmm. thanks to Scar and Drahi. Dalinar knelt before the assassin, defeated, but not dead. An unexpected figure leapt out of the wreckage of a tent. High Prince Royal, leading a small force of soldiers, ru- were rushing the assassin. This is from Adolin's point of view. Rats had a better chance fighting a chasm fiend. That's an interesting observation. Yeah, it is. The assassin cut the blade from the hilt of Royon's sword. Zeth's hand shot out and slammed against Royon's chest. Royon shot into the air. He screamed as the sky swallowed him. Yeah. This is the other reason for Royon to come out and do this. We needed mm-hmm. an example of what Zeth just did. Could, could do. Right. Mm-hmm. And we won't worry so much. We won't be so worried for Dalinar coming soon here in this next little bit. If we don't already know what it is, what trick Zeth just pulled on Royo. Royo needs to be our example of what could potentially happen to Dalinar in in a minute. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that Royo had to sacrifice himself for, as an example for us to learn how dangerous (laughs) it was for for Dalinar to get swallowed by the sky as well. Right. That'd be like the author's perspective versus the, the character. Mm-hmm. Um, he lasted longer than his men. The assassin swept between them, deftly avoiding spears, moving with uncanny grace. A dozen soldiers fell in an instant, eyes burning. That's Royo's men. Mm-hmm. Adolin jumped over one of the bodies as it collapsed. He could still hear Royo screaming up above somewhere. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? This is like being... This is like being taken by a twister. I actually thought of the movie Twister uh, during this. Yeah. 
where you're just you're taken up like the sky swallows you the storm swallows you you're out of you but you're up there somewhere yeah being thrashed around yeah um oh, yeah it's crazy. still here royal screaming aelin thrust at the assassin but the creature twisted and slapped the shard blade away and the assassin was grinning he didn't speak stormlight leaked between his teeth Adolin tried smoke stance, a quick sequence of jabs. The assassin silently battered them away, unfazed. Adolin focused, dueling the best he could, but he was a child before this thing. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's something else too. Yeah. It's both father and son bested by this creature. Right. Royal, still screaming, plummeted from the sky and hit nearby with a sickening, wet crunch. What a descriptor. A, a quick glance at his corpse told Adolin that the High Prince would never rise again. Adolin lunged for the assassin, um, but a fluttering tarp leaped toward Adolin. The monster could command inanimate objects? Adolin sliced through the tarp and then jumped forward to swing for the assassin, but he found nothing to fight. Duck, he thinks. He threw himself to the ground as something passed over his head, the assassin flying through the air. Zeth's hissing shard blade like a snake. There's the, there's the snake yeah. reference. Hissing shard blade missed Adolin's head by inches. This is an amazing uh, moment here. Um, the inanimate objects being pushed away by a punch being swallowed by the sky. This is, th these are very powerful like Jedi abilities. Yeah, he's, he's able to in, in affect fiction. gravity and he's able to affect... Um, yeah. adhesion right so he can like mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's mental like what the stuff that it's he can so do cool and th this yeah. is the thing too is that like he's got a lot of practice with it we've talked about this before yeah zeth has 100%. lots of practice doing this stuff whereas yeah um kaladin is good but he hasn't had mm -hmm. a lot of practice yet no so. he, zeth probably has like an entire you know complex full of hallways to practice just, in. He's just like, no, this is hallway number one and this is hallway number two. This is the one where I walk on the walls. Lots. This is the one where I turn it upside down. This is the one where I eat my yeah. breakfast. M Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are hallway days um, <laughs> in terms of my workout. It's like leg day, but it's hallway day. Like, yeah, it's all hallway day. I'm working on my buys and my tries this week in hallway number three. Yeah. My my, my open area expanse, my, 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 my shattered planes, uh, um, Fighting is on uh, is on Thursdays, yeah. and then I gotta do I gotta do command tents on uh, on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he threw himself to the ground. Seth's hissing barely missed him. Aelin rolled and came to his knees. What could he do? No, I love this sentence. Oh, Sean, this is so good. This sentence begins with how, and Aelin changes it because he was going to say. How could he do something to affect the assassin? He only thinks how in his mind, and he says, no, not how. What can I do? Mm -hmm. Not how, like, as in, like, I have the ability to do something. Yeah. He doesn't. It's, it's what, I don't have that, I don't, yes, I know. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's what can I do? I can't do anything. Yeah. What a great sentence that says so much. It's amazing. You can't beat it, Adolin thought. Nothing can beat it. I also like that father and son have concluded the same thing. Right. Adolin climbs back to his feet, found himself in, in company. 
A dozen of the bridgemen formed up around him, scar at their head, looked back to Adolin and nodded, good men. They'd seen Royon's fall and still they joined him. Ugh, again, highlight. But I have to admit, when I first read this, I thought, this is it. This is how a lot of bridgemen go down. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be cut short. Adolin hefted his shard blade and noticed that a short distance away, his father had managed to regain his feet. Another small group of bridgemen moved in around him. He and Adolin had dueled and lost. Their only chance now was a mad rush. Mm-hmm. General Call and a large strike force of, shol- of soldiers uh, were approaching, but there wasn't time. The assassins stood on the wet plateau between Dalinar's small troop and Adolin's head, which was bowed or bowed. Um, charge and mob a shardbearer and hope for a lucky blow. It was the only way. We've had that, th- uh, that thought from Kaladin, right? Yeah. At the, um, get a lucky blow. Whenever yeah. he fought Hellerin. Right. Adolin nodded to Dalinar and his father nodded back. Grim. He knew there was no beating this thing. Lead them, Adolin. Unite them. Adolin screamed and charged forward, sword out, men running with him. Dalinar advanced too, more slowly, as the man could barely walk. Zeth snapped his head up, face devoid of all emotion, and he leaped, shooting into the air. Adolin's eyes Followed him up. Surely they hadn't chased him off. The assassin twists in the air, crashes back down to the ground, glowing like a comet. That's an incredible image, too. Yeah. It's like a the superhero a move, meteor. right? Just like, yeah. And then come it's, back down with like this it, like power slam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Absolutely. Um, if I knew anything about wrestling, I would, I would make a reference here, but I don't know anything about wrestling. Uh, uh, power bomb? <laughs> like, no, what a power bomb's not that. Well, um, don't they, don't they leap up in the air out of the arena and then come back down? Yeah, that's what wrestlers do. Hit yeah, they, <laughs> okay. they jump okay, hundreds of thousands of feet into the air and then. <laughs> I kind of figured that's why they get the big bucks. Okay. Um, Adolin, sorry, like a comet, Adolin barely parried a blow from from the blade Mm -hmm. the force of it was incredible the assassin spun and a pair of bridgemen fell with burning eyes two of them lost Mm -hmm. it was kaladin it was as kaladin had said with a horrible sinking feeling Adolin realized just how little a chance they'd ever had. The, what Kaladin said is that he, that he thinks that the, the assassin's wounds will heal because he knows his wounds right. would heal, right? That's why he told Adolin right. that. Um, right. So, or, or Adolin that. So he's like, those wounds closed as, as Adolin watched the blood stopping. It was as Kaladin had said. I like that he mentions Kaladin just a tiny fraction before he shows up, right? Like, yeah, a reminder that Cal is out there. The, the assassin dashed for Dalinar. The aging soldier raised his blade. An attack. That was the way to go. Father, Adolin whispers. The assassin parried the thrust from Dalinar, then placed his hand against Dalinar's chest. The high prince, suddenly glowing, lurched up into the dark sky. But he didn't scream. 
Right. So this moment so doesn't he, mean so he's anything gone. if Royo doesn't have it happen to him just earlier. That's what I was trying to get at before, right? Right. Like now right. we know how well, screaming is. The screaming of Royo increases the horror <laughs> yeah. and then going back to Dalinar with his character, he doesn't scream. He didn't scream, no. He 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 accepts it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um the plateau fell silent. The assassin lowered his blade and then started to walk away. Bastard, says Adeline. Bastard. He could barely see for the tears. The assassin stopped and then leveled his weapon toward Adolin. Adolin stumbled to a halt. Storms his head hurt. It is finished, the assassin whispered. I am done. And he turned away from Adolin and continued to walk away. Like damnation itself you are, Adolin raised his shard blade overhead. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> This is so good. You're not done. Yeah. Like, this, this is, I love it. But then I, but I have to admit when I first read it, I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> just let, let him go. walk away. <laughs> like, yeah, you're <laughs> just let yeah. it go. You're not ready for this. This is no good. Yeah. The assassin spun and slapped the weapon so hard with his own blade that Adolin distinctly heard something snap in his wrist. His blade tumbled from his fingers, vanishing. The assassin's hand slapped out knuckles striking Adolin in the chest, and he gasped, his breath suddenly gone from his throat. Stunned, he sank to his knees. I suppose, the assassin snarled, I can kill one more on my own time. Then he grinned, a terrible smile with teeth clenched, eyes wide, as if he were in enormous pain. Adolin awaited the blow, and he looked toward the sky. Father, I'm sorry. I... What was that? He blinked. As he made out something glowing in the air, drifting down like a leaf, a figure, a man. A featherfall spell. Dalinar. That's what it was. It's a featherfall spell. (laughs) Dalinar. The high prince, yeah. The high prince fell slowly. White light streamed from his body in glowing wisps. Nearby bridgemen murmured. Soldiers shouted, pointing... Adolin blinked, certain he was delusional. But no, that was Dalinar, like one of the heralds themselves, coming down from the tranquiline halls. What did you think at this moment when Dalinar was slowly dropping out to of the sky? To be honest with yeah. you, so, so what I thought here was that Dalinar is showing other powers that he possesses. Yeah, I thought so too. When I, I remember That's distinctively when I first read it, all this talk about Tef's family and all these people that, that's mentioned again yeah. with, uh, in the diagram that you don't want to like put yourself in jeopardy only to discover that maybe you have powers. It's foolish because mm. you all die. And when I, I remember distinctively first reading it thinking like, oh, it worked for Dalinar. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Was that, was that the Blackthorn was showing, or that Dalinar was showing something to us that we have never seen? Right. Other abilities. The assassin looked and then stumbled back. His mouth was open in horror. No. No. And then like a falling star, a blazing fireball of light and motion shot down in front of Dalinar, and it crashed into the ground, sending out a ring of stormlight like white smoke. At the center, a figure in blue, crouched with one hand on the stones, the other clutching a glowing shard blade. His eyes were afire, 
With a light that somehow made the assassin seem dull by comparison, he wore the uniform of a bridgeman and bore the glyphs of slavery on his forehead. And this is where I got goosebumps like crazy when I was reading this. Mm -hmm. The expanding ring of smoky light faded, save for a large glyph, a sword-like shape, which remained for a brief moment before puffing away. Yeah. You sent him to the sky to die, assassin, Kaladin said. Stormlight puffing from his lips, but the sky and the winds are mine. I claim them, as I now claim your life. Isn't that awesome? Wow. And you expected me, like, I, dude, so that's the end of that chapter, Swallowed by the Sky, yeah, alternate titles, no. Yeah. It's perfection. It's it's great, right? I can't believe it. I, I, I'm still in shock. I can't believe it. I mean, I think that I was, I uh, had a good guess here that Kaladin had the ability to get to the Shattered Plains mm -hmm. by riding the storm. I'm guessing that's how he did it. Well, he it. can fly, right? As long as he's got Stormlight available, he can fly. Right. We know he learned right, how to but, do that earlier in the this book. This is a great... This is a great distance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is. A, you're right. It is a great distance. So. I don't know. But anyways. Oh, wait a second. No. Okay, that's crazy. I was just thinking that maybe Kaladin came through the, the, uh, the gate. No, that, I mean, they would have shown us. No, that's um, separate. Yeah, they okay. would have shown us. Okay. Uh, yeah. Michelle on Beale. Okay. Holy shit, Kaladin, what are you doing here? Well, I mean, it, it kind of might have made sense to me that, you know, the Oath Gate is If he would have, he wouldn't have then, seen Dalinar up in the sky and yeah, saved him, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. What a great chapter. Yeah. Hi highlights? Too many to name. Too many. I, I got a pretty good for one. That, for that chapter. My highlight, I mean, you, you know, you got to say I claim them. I claim the skies, you know, they're, they're mine kind of thing. I love that, but I'm going to yeah. acknowledge... Um, Adolin here when he says the Bridgman good men yeah you know what I mean like he yeah it's so great it's just this this connection now between Shallan yeah. and her Bridgman and Adolin and his Bridgman I just it's been growing all book right like and right, now right. it's just yeah, like yeah. when they when he and when they absolutely need them they're right there for them and I just they're right there yeah it it gets me man I love it so much it's so cool no, it's it's really good. Adolin has had a complete uh, turnaround from scoffing at them. Um, I still, in some ways, I used to I used to think that calling them, referring to them as Bridgman, was a lowly thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, but you know, again, it depends on your perspective. It's come it's come up to uh, like a, a sign of respect. Now you you don't say the word Bridgman the same anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. They've they've kind of reclaimed the word. Yeah. Right. They've they've turned it into something else, like an honorable word, as it's, opposed to something yeah, that's lowly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, the the only men other mentions I had was uh, was obviously Royon's um, Royon's sacrifice. Yeah. Which I thought was very meaningful. It's really great, eh? And uh, it's really oh, great. It's so good. And then you were, and you've course, said so many times, other, dude, you've said, you know, there are only two honorable light eyes out there, you know, Adolin and his yes, father, but, but like, you know, right and now, and, 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 and that's what you were saying earlier and it's catching. It's, it's catching. That's that, that's exactly my, my, my point here is that 
um, the honorable actions of a few are affecting others. Yeah. Lead by example. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really what's It's a really what's great highlight, actually. It's really great. It's, it's lead by example. But Dalinar, Dalinar saying um, to his son, like he's ready to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Unite, unite them, son. Take over the princedom, uh, or take over the kingdom. Lead. Don't let, don't let them corrupt you. Mm-hmm. He was saying goodbye. He was ready to let go. Right. It's funny because in uh, Way of Kings, he does the same thing. He pretty much tells Adolin, you know, you're going to have to take over, but he's mm-hmm. abdicating the throne and he's just giving up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Then he's, when he, Dalinar says that to him, he's just giving up straight up. Like, I can't do this anymore. And this right. is the opposite. He's saying, you're going to have to take over because I, like I'm about to finish what I started kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he's not mm. giving up. He's actually doing the opposite of giving up here and it's resulting right. in potentially the same thing. So yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think if I had to add another highlight, which, which probably is only temporary, you know what my highlight is? What? The, 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 the main characters, they're still alive. They are still all alive right now. I am one of the, people that will defend George Lucas's decision to have all the main characters survive hmm. in episode four, five, six. Yeah. He wanted, to, he wanted to tell a story of hope. Right. And that's what, that's why four, five, and six were so sensational. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't require a sacrifice. Now we might not be getting that <laughs> at the end of this. And I kind of suspect that we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, However, for now, I'm relishing in that moment that so far with, with regards to the threat of Zeth, mm-hmm. they appear to have survived the duel, survived the assassination on Dalinar, and now with Kaladin here with Syl, mm-hmm. I think Zeth has to now become Moash and run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I think it's his turn to run. Right. And he hasn't run before. He's never been bested. He's never run. I would love it if he did. That would be really great. Mm -hmm. I think it would, uh, I, I, but I can't, I couldn't even hazard what's next. I, I don't know. I think here's another thing I think that's coming back. What was thrown down the chasm? It's coming back. Eshenai is coming back. Oh, Right. Eshenai, right. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That is not, that is not over. He threw her her down a chasm. They have these new forms. Who knows what abilities she may or may not possess. Right. Right. We don't know. We, we have no idea. Actually, it's a very good point. Was she able to ride the storm? Will she (laughs) be down there and, and find shelter like, uh, Shalon and Kaladin did? Mm -hmm. Will she climb back up? Does she like, uh, it it was so great to have an event where Esh and I is taken out of that storm form and we get, we get her back. I would love a, I would love a, I'll use the word sober to describe her outside of storm form. I would love to have Esh and I. Like the regular Esh and I back. Right. In, in this kind of debate, um, battle diplomacy regarding the six-year war regarding mm-hmm. gavilar regarding the return of their gods like i would much prefer that and transparency between dalinar and the visions and the almighty mm-hmm. and all these truths and perspectives and like i would love to get all those characters in a room and just sit them down and let's talk 
like bef- like before we continue any more battles, let's have it out in in this forum, right? Not not a hallway, because <laughs> that's where the bad stuff. Not a happens. hallway or, or or a battle, yeah. But but in a yeah. Anyways, whatever. I'm just thinking of that. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so much to look forward to. I can't believe that uh, we. So what's next? What's ne- what's our episode next? Well, the I mean, what's next like, is the info dump. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I th- I was uh, asking you for the uh, for the for the next chapters. Um, we're doing one chapter next uh, next episode. Only okay, one, one chapter. chapter. It's okay. a it's a it's a larger okay. one. I want to give it some room to breathe, so we're only doing the one chapter, and then we have. Okay. So we only have three episodes left, and that's it. That's it. Five five chapters wow. altogether. So it's it's getting really close now. Almost at our destination. Mm-hmm, we are, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> ten book series. So what you're, ju- what, this is what, still early on in the journey. Though. Let's be honest. Well, these are like multiple little. These are like quests. Yeah. They're, they're like small, small quests. So yeah, the info quests. dump. Let's talk about uh, some of the info that's been dumped on us. Um, thank you again to sure. Buzzkill Joe for doing all uh, some mm-hmm. really hard work here for us. Um, Cal's third ideal. I will protect even those I hate so long it is right. Um, amazing, uh, to think about when this happens, um, he, there's this like wing glyph that happens behind him when he takes the third idea, um, behind Kaladin frost crystallized on the ground, growing backwards away from him, a glyph formed in the frost, almost in the shape of wings. Of wings, In the uh, chasm, when thinking about the first ideal, just after Sigzil mentions the first ideal to him, Cal says the first ideal, and a cold wind blew through the corridor of stone, washing over him, bringing crisp, fresh scents and blowing away the stink of rotting corpses. That's what happens Mm. when he says the first ideal. After swearing the second ideal, a crack shook the air like an enormous clap of thunder, though the sky was completely clear. Um, we suspect, I think that this is the storm father accepting this ideal. This is when he, um, you know, when he jumps across the chasm in the, in the way of Kings. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So yeah, there seems to be some kind of momentous thing that happens whenever each ideal is said, which is really, really cool. Um, a couple of quick things here. The Everstorm is building. Uh, Pattern says it's going to be very, very bad. Graves is involved in the diagram, which is a big reveal for, for this episode. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Another big reveal is that Sil can become a shard blade, which is absolutely fucking cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we got a tiny little morsel here where uh, Adolin says to the Bridgman, make sure you grab a seed of my shard blade, it'll be easier to regrow from a seed. We knew that it's uh, regrowing it is easier with a piece of it, but we've never been caught. We never knew it was called a seed before. So this is kind of Mm -hmm. a new terminology. Um, we have a bunch of different little things in that room with Shalon, that mosaic covered the wall floor with majestic, Mm -hmm. majestic images and dazzling colors. Knights in armor stood before swirling skies of red and blue. The floor mural, was uh, there were 10 main ones just as there had been 10 orders of knights, 10 kingdoms, 10 peoples, and in between the segments representing the first and 10th kingdoms was a narrow 11th section, which is the depicting Urthiru. Um, earlier, Lon, in that interlude, um, 
when he's giving that uh, other ardent a, a tour around uh, the Alethkar Palace, he um, takes her to the Circle of Memories, and it's a round room with ten lamps on the walls, one for each ancient epoch kingdom. An eleventh lamp represents the Tranquiline Halls, and a large ceremonial keyhole set into the wall. So I just wanted to remind us that there is another yeah. room that's very much like this room in Alethkar. Yeah, that's right. Another room that has a keyhole set into it. So. Right. So is that a connecting gate? It could be. It sounds, the, the, the descriptions are very similar. So that's why Buzz wanted us to, to, to mention it is that we've had this kind of description before in Alethkar. Yeah. So they, so if the gate is opened, presumably that could connect them and put them into Alethkar. Potentially. Yeah. But, um. But we don't really know how all this stuff works yet. Shalon still doesn't even know how to work the one that she's found, right? No. So no, I just wanted no, to kind of no. mention that because it is kind of neat that we've gotten this kind of description before. Well, maybe it's Kaladin's blade. Maybe it's still, and the new blade, potentially an honor blade, potentially something unique. Maybe that is what can activate the oath gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Right? Because Renarin's, Renarin's blade... I don't know if it was rejected necessarily, but it was it was not able to power it or open it or yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a possibility. We know that uh, Renarin's blade is mm. a blade that Adolin won and gave him. Right. right. This is slightly different right. than yeah. It's different. Kaladin's yeah, yeah. blade for sure. Well, this is this is still choosing. This is still having you become a oh. shard blade. Still choosing Khaled, I claim him. Mm-hmm. You know what this this is reminding me of? Mm-hmm. The the Rishadiums. Yeah, very much so. Wow. Yeah, very much so. That's really cool. Yeah. I choose you. Right. Yeah, it's like um it's like Pokemon. I don't know much about Pikachu, I, I choose about. you. Um <laughs> <laughs> So the the next chapter info dump stuff here. It's gonna be a long episode. Um Kale is one of the head of a field command. Apara was his wife that we just talked about. Smoke mm-hmm. stance, which is uh we talked about this before, attacking with quick yep. sequence jabs. jabs. Um mm-hmm. and then that is pretty much it. There's not much in this chapter, uh info dump wise. It's all action, which is great. Um, action and, mm-hmm. and res- some resolution. Action. Yeah. What an amazing chapter. So thanks again to Buzzkill for all the, uh, the, the hard work on the, um, info dump. That's amazing. We, we really appreciate it, buddy. Um, so yeah, uh, whew. so that's the end of the episode, everyone. We are going to be doing one chapter next, to, uh, next episode patterns of light at uh, chapter 86. And, mm. um, we are going to pro- actually, I think record it. Um, next Thursday. So I think we're going to be okay for, for our own purposes. We're going to be okay. Right. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let's quickly talk to, uh, the Patreon team. Um, we had almost 30 people on Patreon yesterday, um, watching mm-hmm. while we did the live read. It was amazing. Um, we actually maxed out the amount of people we were allowed to have on that chat. Unreal. And there were some people Unreal. that couldn't get in. So we're going to have to figure something out, maybe stream on YouTube or something. Um, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out by the, t- by the time we do the next live read. So, um, but if you want to be able to do that and be able to watch us, do the live read live uh you could do so by joining the patreon team at patreon.com slash heroes of and become part of the discord group and then you'll get to all the nice fun links to all these like cool events um so if you want to be on this list that i'm about to read you can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of um 
So first up is our, some of our brand new guys, um, Brian Taylor. Hey, Brian. Um, we have uh, Dana Gustafson, Jesse Fay, Cannoli, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips, Savotka Art, Sarah uh, Sarah six seven seven or six seven seven yeah, uh, Sarah Slagle, C Car, Tom Gonzalez, Mark Pinto, Jordo, Maria uh, Mar- Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Whittington, Tommy Turpin, Itzizer, Julia um, Pebble, Pepple. That's what it is. Julia Peppel. She messaged me and she's like, ah, you've been saying my name wrong. So, um, (laughs) Justin Elliott, Laura, Kevin Friede, Riley Donlin, Chris Whaley, Omniorcus, Alex Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valkov Marin. Um, am I doing it again? I am doing it again. Sorry. I've picked the, the wrong list again. I'm about to say people who who are no longer uh, supporting us. Not that I don't want to say their names, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, it makes a shorter list for me. So um, uh, Laura, Kevin Friday, Ryan Lee Donlin, Chris Whaley, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Joseph Bruno, uh, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willen, Christopher Jack, Ratman, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi. Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, Alex Defour, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, John M, Jake DeFeo, Robert Goble, my mom Sue, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Papi, no, no, no. No, no. Jack's wife Linda and our best friend Mike. So thank you very much for everyone who's part of the Patreon team. We really, really uh, uh, love the that you are supportive of us in this way. And uh, we hopefully you enjoyed the live read that we were able to provide yesterday for y'all because Jack and I absolutely had a blast of a time talking to everyone afterwards too. So it was really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroes of at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at heroes of one or hit us up on Instagram at the storm pod. Don't forget to join the subreddit storm pod. Uh, um, and, uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere on the socials where we're, I'm always on there lurking. I'm super creepy and I'm lurking around. I'm like a Renarin now because Shalon <laughs> says you're really kind of, he's kind of creepy. Like I'm, I'm the guy creepy. I'm like, yeah, uh, mm, we're dead. We're all dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thank you very much everyone for listening. Uh, we love you very much until next time. Take care, everybody. The storm pod is brought to you by heroes of music and theme song by Jack forest productions. Additional music by Jason Moray produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra. I'm actually terrified right now because I'm drinking a cup of tea. Um, 
out of my Empire Strikes Back mug, which yeah. I just grabbed. But now I'm thinking, this is the second book. Is it going to be an, an Empire Strikes Back ending? Maybe. Um, Maybe. But this isn't the end know. of the book. You're not reading the end of the book. You're I just know, reading I know, one I know. chapter here. So don't, don't put right. too much pressure I on know. yourself. Okay, I think that we have quite a lot of people here. I don't know if we should de- delay too much longer. Um, we, uh, I think, I think we're okay. Let, let's, um, let's the start it up. Saves. How many people do we have in here? Um, is there a way I of being able to going check so bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, let's not worry about it. Let's not worry about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, we left off reading the last POV. Jack is chomping yes, at the bit. Shalon. I am literally just trying to stretch this moment out just a little longer to make him squirm a little more. So... Let's, uh, let's get, <laughs> it's working. Let's get it's working it. very um, well. Actually, Your tactic is working. I'm going to mute the server because oh. of all the messages. <laughs> um, okay. There we go. Okay. okay so I'm on dude, the page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, oh, hold on. Hold on. Before you get going, I just wanted to say, <laughs> I want to remind you, uh, we've only done a couple of these. So I want to remind you, take your time. Yes. You're not trying to finish Take the chapter time. here. Take your time. Read as slow right. as you want. If there's any time you want to stop and, and we you want can to talk, discuss yeah. something, go ahead. Yeah. I will try not to interrupt, but there are a couple of spots here I do want to discuss, so I'll try to be gentle okay. about it. Okay. 